Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom, episode 343. I'm Dave. We have a special guest returning again. Tash, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Fantastic. Um, I'm wearing my G.I. Joe Baroness shirt, one of two that I just purchased, and I'm feeling fantastic. It's got that new shirt smell. And obviously the main man's here, Rich. Uh, how are you going, Rich? Yeah, surviving. Wow. Doing good. Well, pre-show, Rich was telling us it was a dark time. It was almost a Soundgarden song, Fell on Black Days yeah, for Rich. Yeah, but the, sh- the show goes on, Dave. You know, That's you've right. Got to, yeah. You've got to be the entertainer. I know. Entertainer. Um, you like the Billy Joel song, The Entertainer. I don't um, like Billy Joel, so no. There's no business like show business. Um, yeah, man, you've got to keep punching. I mean, I recorded with, um, remember when I almost died a couple of times. Uh, I've recorded at times. Mm. I've recorded at times where I'm, I'm struggling to breathe and I've still been talking, you know? Okay. And like viral infections, COVID hit me. Um, I had that food poisoning. I kept going. Um, no personal issues, just health for me. AIDS, yeah, you're, obviously. you're a very sick man. Yeah, AIDS, everything. Everything's hit me at one point. Tash, Tash, as uh, you yourself have had um, the knee operation recently, Tash. And, yep. Yeah. So I've been trying to do lots of reading and playing games. You better hope the zombies don't invade during this period of convalescence. You oh, know? yeah, I won't be running. But Zombie be outbreak, you'd just be like, I'm fucking done. I'm just going to, you know what, fuck it. I'll just hole up in the apartment and play games until they crash in. Fuck it. Like, it's not worth it. I'm almost yeah. at that point. No, I'm not quite at that point, but I could imagine if they're like, you know, like some foreign invasion force. I always thought I'd be like in Tomorrow When the War Began and like hide out in the bush and oh, stuff. Yeah. But God, that was a good series. It was a great series. But, but, but now I'm like, man, that seems like a lot of work. You know, it like, really does. like it just, and uh, it was such a great series though, because it was kind of, to me, sort of slightly realistic. You know, you're talking about the books though, right? Not a yeah. TV show. Or yeah, no, yeah. The, the the John Marsden books, yeah. Yeah. I read them all. I I love them. Rich, yeah. have you read them? Which ones? Tomorrow when the war began, the series. Oh God, no, no. By John Marsden. You man, you you're missing out, it's Rich. So They're no. so good. You know, I know they did a. I know they did a bad movie or something about. Oh it. yeah, it was they did. Shocker. Yeah, I saw it in cinemas, <laughs> um, with a lot of home and away actors. But no, yeah, so did I. Yeah, like um, they are. They probably aren't anymore, but they were the t- best-selling ever Australian book series for quite some time. He he sold like a lot of issues of those books. Like, I love. So what's them. the Australian book series that knocked it off? I don't know, but um. I, I, He's I, got so many books. Did you ever read the sequel series? Uh, yes, many years ago. Yes, uh, not did. all of it, but most of it. Yeah. Was it any good? Yeah, I I love his writing. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. It was like five years later or something. I can't remember exactly. But yeah. No, it was. Good. I mean, if you liked the Tomorrow When the War Began, I think I read the first couple in that series, as well. No, it's great. Yeah, it's it's. Really good series. Rich, why are you turning your nose up, little Mr. Reader over there? Like, why? Why, Richard? What do you mean? Why are you turning your nose up at Tomorrow When the War Began? 
Yeah, I saw the movie. I thought it was shit. Uh, the the books are, the really books are way better than the movie, man. What, like the movie yeah. is like a uh, pale well, reflection. I don't know. You, usually, movies is what gets me into books. So if it, if what? they can't if they can't do it right, then that's the opposite. No, like, if, if I haven't tried something, I've not watched something or read something, but I see a movie and the movie's decent or makes me go, okay, that's an interesting story or premise. I'll go check out the books. This did nothing like that. The, that's insane. Yeah, I I agree. Well, I've only been invaded by Asia. Yeah, I guess. No, not the idea. Like she's what basically in general, the the books are better than movies in general than adaptations. Yeah. But but whether the, the whether the one's better or the other, if the movie is even remotely good, it should get you interested in a book you haven't read. Sure, I know what you mean. Like the concept. My point is the movie completely turned me off anything about wow. the thing. Is what wow. I'm trying to tell you. Had the opposite effect that they would hope for. Repelled you. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I, I watched yeah. the movie and I was like, I don't, really don't care about these books. The, the good thing about the first book that kicks it off, it, Tash, am I right in saying it's almost like the weekend that it happens? It's quite a short time period in the first book, I think. it's It happens and it's it's a real kind of like, it actually felt like it really could happen kind of thing. You know, like they, they go away on a camping trip into some remote area of bush and then Australia's invaded by, they don't say China or Indonesia, but it's one of the two. Would you agree, Tash? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, and they and they come in and they just swarm and, and Australia's caught totally off guard, you know. One thing I will say yeah, is... Yeah, I that's think, right. This is the Australian version of Red Dawn. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But, but, but written well. The books are written really well. Like, would did, you... Did the books predate Red Dawn? No, because Red Dawn came out in the 80s, the original. Yeah, no, yeah. no, Red Dawn's the original. Yeah, no, this is like, because he was a school teacher and I believe potentially even a principal, John Marsden. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, he's really interesting. Um, he, those books sold, like, a lot of copies. Um, yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, Richard, I think you should do yourself just, a favour. I'm Richard. curious, because I haven't read the books. What's the, what's the strategic value of Australia? Well, minerals. Do they go into it? No, no, I don't. But I was like, no, I don't remember. But it's it's minerals, man, basically. Like, Australia's very mineral rich. That would be the primary reason. And also, like... So what's land. Australia's biggest... So what's the mineral that Australia exports, then, to the world that the economy is based on? I don't think... They don't, don't really go into the politics of it all because... Um, it's kind of more the, on the yeah, ground. Yeah, the kids are on the back foot, so they don't know what has happened because they've been in the bush while this has occurred. They're sort of playing catch-up through the entire series and just trying to survive. So yeah. it really doesn't go into the greater like High level. political ramifications. She does eventually get to, I think, the US and stuff, doesn't she? Uh, I think. she gets. I can't remember. I was like 12 or 13. Or she at least gets it. to New Zealand and the US is doing mm. some limited support and so is New Zealand. Um, no, but seriously, Richard, uh, Australia's mineral rich, like in iron ore and stuff like that. They're our biggest exports and food, you know, like there's, there's things that Australia exports that like are valuable. Yeah, for sure. And, okay. and the old, the old thing as well, um, uh, living space as well, you know, that's the, that's, mm, the, okay. you know, there, there's, there's I mean, things. Most of your land is uninhabited, so, I mean, that's not quite... Yeah, but there's large areas that are, oh, true. especially when you think about 
But in terms of China, it would be um, it would be yeah, resources would be the main main yeah. reason. I suppose they could set up their factories here. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but but um, it's just a what if, really, isn't it, Tash? Yeah, it re- like I was literally just thinking that exact phrase. Yeah, it's just yeah. a what if this happened, kind of more than anything. And right? it's it's like what if you're a teenage. Yeah, because yeah, it's not written like a, like a Tom Clancy novel or something where it's like political. No. It's written from the perspective of this teenage group. Okay, yeah, so then very much like Red Dawn. Yeah, very similar, yeah, okay. very similar, very similar, but better because they also Red Dawn's also not soldiers or anything. They they teenagers, young adults. Yeah, like, I think the oldest person is like what twenty four or something pa- like pa- that. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> well, in the in the in the movie, it's yeah. like twenty four, twenty five, or something. Like He's that. awesome in the movie. Have you seen the movie Red Dawn, Tash? That we're talking about. Yeah, they even did a remake, which actually starred. Um, yes, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth didn't it? it did. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, I've never watched it. I have. Have you seen the original, Tash? No, but oh, I, like I kind of knew what it was about, but I've never like watched it. It's pretty good. How, Rich, remember the bit where he's drinking the blood of the wolf? <laughs> he's like. Oh yeah, yeah, and the the, the oh, I won't spoil it just in case in case Tash watches it. But uh, there's a surprise incident that happens in it that I think caught everyone by. I don't even remember, but I well, don't... I'm not, again. I can't spoil it if if okay. people listening know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking. I, about. Honestly, I would like to do Red Dawn on a Cinema of Doom at some point because it is it is a lot of fun that movie. Like I remember the start where they um, where is it the Russians or Chinese like come down on the parachutes. Mm. I forget. Was it was it Russians? I think it was Russians. I think wasn't it? Yeah, it's Russians. That's why yeah, I think it's, it's called Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Yeah, and then they've got the um, they're the Wolverines, aren't they? Isn't that their ragtag band of freedom fighters? Yeah, yeah that's what they end up calling themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to be honest, the in Tomorrow When the War Began, they're a little bit less gung ho than in Red Dawn. Um, well, to be fair, it's, it's Americans. Yeah, Red Dawn. They're pretty <laughs> Red Dawn. They're pretty patriotic bunch of like rednecks. So, um, yeah. Pretty excited so by the I just, I just Wikipedia'd mm. the series, and it says that the in, in, unnamed invading force yes. is sort of alluded to be of Southeast Asian yeah. origins. Uh, um, it was like a stand-in for Indonesia, I think. Who see the vast underdeveloped spaces and natural resources of Australia as a way to, to tackle their human overpopulation problem. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, Rich, I mean, don't, don't sleep on Australia's resources. That's, that's what this economy is based on, man. That's why when the resource prices go down, the economy struggles so badly. Like, we're very dependent on the iron ore price as a country. Like, we'll never escape that, you know? Until we until we tap it all out eventually one day and we all end up like... No, again, I, was just, you know, I was just curious what the strategic advantage was. Yeah, man. And as well, it, one thing that is alluded in it that I recall, I think in the news there'd been flare-ups of tensions diplomatically. It's kind of just mentioned, isn't it, Tash? Remember, but the, the yeah. kids are the kids aren't political. They're they're, they're not paying attention. They're not like, paying attention. If anything, they're just they're basically totally almost blissfully ignorant until it happens. And then yeah. and then there's a lot of stuff about. Um, uh, like Vichy, uh, Vichy France, where it was like collaborators and stuff, because they invade and they don't kill everybody. Like, you know, like people are kind of almost in um, 
not prisons, but like camps and stuff. And then slowly some people are allowed out, but they're sort of collaborators. And so it goes into that quite a bit as well. Remember, Tash, yeah. how like some people are sort of helping the invaders almost, like once they, once they come in. Yeah. Um, well, there's always yeah. people like that, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Man, I'd be out there in the woods. I almost want it to fucking happen to be out there, man. Put a bandana on. You wouldn't survive. You'd be Maybe. like, how do I play Baldur's Gate? <laughs> well, a short game's a good game because, like, I'd want it to be over in, like, less than a week. I haven't got more than a week in me in the bush, you know. I've got just one thing that I'm excited by, though, is I just recently bought two Nike um, sort of headbands for tennis to stop my sweating. So I'll be able to wear those, which would be a good opportunity. And it's going to... Rich, would you think it's a shameless rip-off if I call my group the Wolverines? You know? It would be pretty... And I could um, wear my Wolverine shirt as well. Tash, I'd wear my Wolverine <laughs> shirt, my, um, my, my, my headband. Um, we just need to get some armor. It would be very original. Yeah, but fuck it, man. It's the end of the world. Like, who gives a shit about original? And Or I'd call myself the Revengers, because I've always wanted to call myself that. You know, That's sort of... Slight spin on the Avengers, yeah. The Revengers for a week. Yeah, for a week. Short game's a good game. You know, I'm not in it for the long haul. Um, and they can't lure... Imagine if they tried to lure people out, like, oh, you've got free Xbox, like, you know, we can... You, you know, you can be a prisoner, but you've got full access to all the internet and everything. And I'd be out there after one night going, fuck, I wouldn't mind jumping on a bit of Assassin's Creed now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, we've covered um, how I am, my Baroness shirts. I'm in such a good mood. Um, we've recovered rich, emotional turmoil, personal crisis, and Tash struggling to move. Levon Scourge is out by Chuck Dixon, the new Levon Cade novel. Um, I want to say it's book 12. Um, we do know that Jason Statham is signed on for the movie. They're making the movie. Stallone's producing it. It's all systems go. Everyone's very excited, and, and Chuck's riding high with Levon Kate. Twelfth book out now, Rich. Have you read any, Rich, of these? No, I haven't had a chance yet. Come on, man. Seriously. Wrong answer. You know? Wrong answer. Our patron say Chuck Dixon. Should be reading that every night. Should be reading it <laughs> to your right, girlfriend. Again, Dave, so you <laughs> want me to go, yeah, man, whoa, I've read him, I love him. And you go, yeah. oh, oh, you remember this? What's your favourite book? And, and I'll be like, oh, shit, sorry, bro. I haven't read. What's the point in lying, Dave? Well, well. Plenty, I would say. To be caught uh, out, to be caught out in a lie, that's, what's the point? I guess, I guess. Well, you know, fake it till you make it, I say. I'm assuming to No, but be smart enough to know when you'll be caught in a lie, like Jesus. (laughs) All right. So Rich hasn't read the Chuck Dixon Lee Von Cade series. Um... I do. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll watch the movie and see if it turns me on to the books. (laughs) Yes. No, I, I think it's a good strategy. Um... I, I've read all the books. I love them. Now, I will say this, Tash, I'm assuming you haven't read them. We don't ask you to lie. But uh, I, I reckon, Tash, do you like Punisher? Are you a Punisher fan? Mm. It's not a convincing... No. Yeah, then maybe not. Because like, it's very much like Punisher meets Jack Reacher. 
um, which is well, pretty sick. Don't worry about like hurting his feelings, Tash. Just say that like it's an no. awful character and you wouldn't read it in a million years. Jesus, Richard. Yes, that is closer to the Re- Richard, Richard, for some reason. It, it, I prefer it, people to be honest. Steph. The gloves are off. No, but but Rich, I don't. I, lo- I you know what? What is our life but a web of no? Lies? But we, we we discuss this last show, Dave. Yeah, we, you you need. <laughs> you need a bit of humility because, like, humility. You, the way you were going on about the Australian team, yeah. you're like, I'm so used to them winning, I can't stand a loss. Yeah, I'm like, it's because you don't, you're not used. You need, you need someone to help you get used to, no, you I know, like not being number one all the time. I don't like it, man. I like to be number one right out in front, good front runner. Um, now we do have. I asked. We mentioned Rogue Trooper, the movie. I think last week, Richard, about like mm-hmm. the. Um, the, the concept of Rogue Trooper, for those who don't know, is he's a genetic instrument. He goes down with all these other GIs, and they basically all get killed apart from him. And there's a traitor general in his organisation that has masterminded this huge treachery. And a large bulk of the Rogue Trooper stories, especially in the first, like, I'd say, half of his run, are tracking down the traitor general, who, spoilers, he eventually does kill. Now, I said to you, Rich do we think he should kill the Trader General in the first movie? You know, because obviously that's going to be the big hook. And I can't mm. remember what you said. You maybe... I said no. You said no. And I said, I was kind of on the fence, but I sort of said, what about a fake out? Anyway, I went to Chuck Dixon, who's a big Rogue Trooper and 2000D fan. His, his was his response. Kill him and move on. And I said, Chuck, I just love how cold-blooded you are. Like, Chuck's just like, kill him and move on. Wow. Yeah, the problem is, like, in terms of story, that is probably correct. But the problem is, is that there isn't anything after that. Like, even even people who read the series, like me and all that, have to admit that they didn't really... Yeah. After they killed the Trader General, it felt a bit aimless. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. They did the hit series uh, like, after I'll it. Tell him off if you've got some better ideas, yeah. you know, where maybe you'll deviate a bit from the books and say, no, listen, we've got some cool ideas for like villains, bad guys, all that. Okay, cool, then you can kill him off. But if you're like, hey, we're going to kind of follow the books, then uh, please don't kill him off too early because you've got nothing off to well, What if you find out the Trader General was serving another master? <laughs> I mean, you could do that. I yeah. mean, well, put, okay, here's the thing. If you're going to go, okay, we're going to do the kill the Trader General, but then also, then you got to, then the next boss has to be the leader of the bad guys, like the yeah. guy who, who yeah. could coerce him into like, there could be a cabal. There could be a cabal of traitors on the souther side, you know. And yeah, surely, like a sort of web of conspiracy kind of thing, yeah. where the trader generals yeah, if they aren't. They got in. a plan. I'm down for it. If they don't, then I'd prefer that they just, you know, make him be the bad guy for two or three movies. Yeah, good, good point. Good point, Rich. Uh, now we're doing Cinema of Doom. Um, I want to thank all the Patreon listeners um, who've been enjoying uh, Cinema of Doom. We just did uh, Kerry. Uh, I think it was last week, Adam and myself. Adam and myself have another movie cooked up, Rich, and you're welcome to come on if you'd like to. Back to Bataan, which is a John Wayne war movie of World War Two. Have you seen it, Rich? Uh, shit, sounds It's familiar. a Japanese, sure Filipino... It it's set in the Philippines uh, during the Japanese, I, I guess, invasion. I'm not sure exactly what happened in the Philippines. I'm sure it wasn't good. Um, and they clashed... They definitely clashed. Um, someone say I even fought a war there, actually, Tash. Would you agree? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get some clarification. It wasn't just like a, a rugby match they played. These guys were out to fucking kill each other. Let's face it. And the John Wayne was in the thick of it. 
um, in this movie at least. Anyway, set in 1945, back to Bataan. Now, I will give a warning, uh, and Tash, I think you'll appreciate how PC I'm about to be. Apparently, some of the depictions of both the Japanese and Filipinos may be somewhat caricatures, and some of the more PC police might have a heart attack today. But it was 1945. They were fighting a war. Um, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> we would drop an atom. I appreciated that. We we would drop an atom bombs on them at the time, so I think this would be the least of their concerns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you had to choose between an atom bomb dropping on you and getting a slightly negative depiction in a movie, I'd, I'd go with the movie. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take that. Um, but yeah. yeah, but we're excited. I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Rich, did you say you've seen it or not? Can't remember. I. I might not have. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I've watched it. Well, I, I can supply a copy to you, Rich, if you'd like to come on. We're not doing it yet. I, I've got to go away on a work conference um, the week after next. So it'll be sometime in March. So, you know, we're mm-hmm. Cinema of Doom. Uh, and then Rich is going to be on as well. Um, we're going to do more Cinema of Doom, uh, actually. And there's going to be more Patreon um, stuff happening all throughout this year. So really, that was just the first taste um, and I would say it was for free, but they actually pay for it. <laughs> so the first taste. Well, I may, I may have to change my choice now. You can change your choice. You can change whatever well, you want. Well, because I was going to do a war movie, but if we're doing a, if you we're can doing do war. a war movie, we've done war movies before, dude. Yeah, but I don't know if the I don't know if the audience wants two in a row for uh, cinema of Zoom. I was about to say fuck the audience, but no, not fuck the audience. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, well, do whatever you want, man. I mean. What's it going to be? Like something like a fucking romance, or what have you got, Rich? I, I expect you to come hard hitting, man. Like, what are you going to? I think of something. I was going to. I was going to do the original, uh, the big red one, okay. the nineteen eighty one. Oh, yeah, you know what? I have the copy of that. I've never seen it, so I'd be excited to. Do that. that's actually, you know, it's got Mark Hamill in it. I didn't not know that. No, um, is that yeah. pre- that's before Empire, but after Star Wars, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, it came out in 1980, I think it was. Yeah, cool. Exactly, 1980. Well, you can pick that if you want, man. There is, there's no fucking rules. Uh, no, but I'll have a think. I think maybe, you know, cinema of Doom, might, uh, they might want something a bit different if they've just done it, if we've just sure. done a war movie. Wow. You're showing, a, think. You're showing think. a lot more sort of compassion and thought for them than I ever do, because I'm just like, we're going to be doing more Humphrey Bogart, we're going to be doing another John Wayne movie. So, Dave, <laughs> some of us think outwards and some of us think inwards. I think inwards, man. But uh, but uh, but I want to expand outwards in terms of conquering, you know. But my thoughts are inner. But I'm thinking always of world conquest. That's my mostly my main thought, you know. A dream that will never be. You don't know that, Rich. Gee, I'd love to rule the world just to prove you wrong, Rich. I'd, I'd haul Go you ahead, in. Dave. Go I'd, ahead. I'd haul you in. You you have my blessing to do I'd it. I'd haul you ahead. in. I'd haul you in. My fucking shock troops drag you in kicking and screaming and i'd say i'd say look here i am on the throne rich where are you and then you'd be at my mercy my friend and i'd I'd be like well i'd be like no don't kill him because we've got to do the signal (laughs) not even scared bro do it (laughs) i don't know where are you on world domination tash are you as positive about it as me like it needs to happen like do you sometimes think you just like to run this fucking place no i could not think of it anything worse really i'd love it yeah i know you would. you'd have to delegate to people you, you have to have a good delegation system and richard if he plays his cards right could wind up with a nice portfolio but the he, problem with people who always want to rule is they're quite happy to uh 
kill uh, any dissenters. Definitely. 100%. I am, yeah. Not, not a problem. I mean, how would you get there? You Sure. Yeah. Gotta... Before you know it, most of the population is gone. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. There's always going to be a bit of blood on the dance floor. You know what I mean? To quote a fucking song from somewhere in the 90s. It's murder on the dance floor. Yeah, okay. Well, there's... Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not murder, though. It's not murder if you're rising to power and you have to squash some resistance along the way. That's just... What is it, then? It's just business. It's just business. Oh, it's business. It's just that's just politics, man. That's just politics, my friend. Look, there's a, there's a point. I'd, I'd be very careful about lumping that into just business, <laughs> so, considering uh, <laughs> what we know of uh, of history, Dave. I'd be very careful about saying <sighs> the amount of killing for I, power. I is, was about uh, to it's add, just business. I was about to add this restrictions. If you, if you have to do a few, that's okay. But if you're talking about like you know millions, no, not okay. Very fine line, but every world leader of note in the past and many now in the present. Look at Putin; he's fucking you know history's littered with political people who he's offed. You know, even recently. So it's not like it's it's not like it's over, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but according to you, that's just business. So what he's doing is fine. It's just business. I don't have that big a problem with it, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> tough, tough, tough country to govern, man. Tough country to govern. And, you know, it's not a democracy. Uh, you know, or maybe technically they call it democracy, but it's not really a democracy. And, um, yeah, look at the human rights abuses in, like, China. China. It's not, um, you can't tell me they haven't squashed down thousands, if not millions, of dissidents. And we do business with them every day, you know? I'm just not sure what point you're trying to prove right now. I don't know. I don't really care. I think he lost it a, a while ago. <laughs> I don't really care. That's my point. I, I just want to rule the world. Okay, let's just face it. Let's just be honest with ourselves. I think... Again, I don't think anyone world. is shocked, Dave. Like, it's, uh, it's what you're saying is not uh, shocking to I anyone. think I'd be a good world leader. I'd promise to be on my best behaviour. Uh, you know, if they're like, Dave, you have to swear not to kill the dissidents, I'd be like, fucking fine. Like, I'll exile them, though. I'm not, I don't want to have to deal with them. Um, all right. Now, there's an R.I.P. here. Carl Weathers, man. Uh, uh, I know. Apollo I know. Point. I was shocked when I saw this. Well, so was I, because he was in The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian recently, actually, and I believe mm-hmm. he even directed an episode or two. Looks pretty healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Was he in Predator, Rich? Yes, he was in the first Predator movie. Yeah, he was the one who was trailing. He was like the government guy mm. or something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also a bit random, he was also in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he was. He was. Was he in Action Jackson in the yep. 80s? Yeah, th- I remember that. That, yep. we, 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 that was actually one of those movies we used to get out as a kid, like a video. VCR, Ritash, for you probably don't, not aware of what they are, but uh, back in the 80s we used to have the old video night. Um, Carl Weathers, man. This job was in a video store. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, we've, we see you as the new generation, Tash. We're not sure, you know, Rich and I. Like, I'm clocking up. Just last week, we were mentioning... Rich was talking to me something about what the kids are into, and I said, I'm listening to Marty Robbins. Uh, I my, love Marty Robbins. Me too. But, but like, basically, I don't know what the kids are listening to, but it's not Marty Robbins mostly, I would say. Marty Robbins is cool. Uh, look, the thing is, you never know, because sometimes they do it just to be... Um, cool. Not cool, but because... I want it. Yeah, yeah, the, but, like... But they do enjoy it. Like they, you know, it's like it's like those kids that like, 
or just like into like old things or things that are not modern just because they want to be vintage not contrarian but they just want they don't want to be like the mainstream they don't want to be tiktok yeah they they, they want to go like against the grain so to speak yeah that's fair well that's what i was like i was listening to sinatra sinatra wasn't like what people were listening to in like 1990 but i was but that's true. I guess somebody. It's called vintage, isn't it? They they call it vintage when it's like old. Am I right? Uh, I look. I don't know what the kids call things. I then. think they call them vintage. Tash, we're going to you as the youth representative. Um, vintage, vintage. Yeah, I'm yeah. alarmed that things that existed in my life mm. are now being regarded as vintage. But yeah, sure. sure. I, you know, uh, would they call Dean Martin vintage? I love Dean Martin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in a way, it's good, like vintage wine. Typically, wine. anything older than them is vintage. Right, I see. <laughs> wow. And also, we lost Jose Delbo, uh, artist for, comic book artist for Transformers, Wonder Woman and Thundercats, aged 90. And there's mm. a picture of a Wonder Woman that he just posted on X just three days before he died, which looks very good. Uh, were you familiar with his artwork, Rich? Yeah, um, I I had a look. I don't actually own his stuff, but I have like read stuff. He's he's actually um, fantastic artist. He did really good Transformers. Right. Okay. Was that in the Marvel comic run? Yes, I believe so. Wow, man, he's ninety though, isn't he? You know, was he's punched out forever ninety. Man, Don Perlin's still rolling. Hey, listen, I'll be honest with you. I'll be happy to get to that score. I'll be very happy. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to get there. My fucking body. I was getting a massage today, and the, and the the woman was like, you know, oh, all your muscles are so tight, so tight. I'm like, yeah, I know. I I, I got that, like, maybe you had MS diagnosis a few years ago, remember, where I thought I was going to die? And then it was like, you don't have it, but you do have something where all your muscles oh. are locking up and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, I was, like, fully staring into death, Tash, like, even more than normal. And, and I was just like, yeah, just staring straight into the fucking skull. You yeah, know? I think give it another five years and you're going to be just like fisting drugs <laughs> from your from your, your weekly little box, drug box. <laughs> I do have one, to, uh, Rich, actually. Yeah, I know you do, don't, but I'm saying five years you're going to be like, like taking well, it by the fistful. I take a lot less painkillers now than I did a few years ago because I started getting the weekly massages and they've really helped me function. You know, if I, if I didn't have them... I would be, like, really in a tough way. No, I, physically, actually, I'm better than I was. But, yeah, no, you've got to be so careful because the body falls apart. I mean, poor Tasha just had a knee operation. She knows what it's like when, you know, bits and pieces are fucking falling off the knee, Tash. Like, it's not easy. Well, I sure do. She sure does. Sure do. Now, Double knee replacement. Oh. So they did both knees then, did they? No, no, no. They've just done one knee, but they were saying to me, oh, you're going to have to wait till you're in your late 40s, early 50s for um, a replacement. But now they're saying, oh, actually, we're just going to have to, like, see how long we can make your knees last. And, like, you could end up with a double knee replacement before you're, like, 40. You poor thing. Seriously. Bring it on. I want, like, I've got stuff to do. Just... Sure. Give me new ones. I don't have stuff to do. Like, I mean, if if I wasn't forced by society to sort of function and be part of it, I could easily just drop out into some sort of virtual reality thing. 
Like, you know, like, I, like I'm like i in it, you know what I mean? I'm in it, I'm working, I'm earning money, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But, like, it's like, there's a part of me where I'm like, you, you know where I... Because I'm one of those people, I fucking hate, like, you know, you know, I'm not... I, I, I'm basically, dull bludgeons, you know, stuff like Like, I'm one of the first people to say, they should be working in the mines, and they put them to war, do something like... But there's a part of me where I'm like, these bastards have gained the system, you know? Like... Like, I hate them, but I'm also like, here I am, doing all this shit. And they're just kicking back. You know what I mean? They're just kicking back. If I could be on some tropical island, you know, masseuse, you know, daiquiri or something, mojito, you know, and not have to play the game. Rich, do you know what I'm putting down, man? Are these thoughts stuff you've thought of before? No, not really. I'm happy to be a cyborg one day. A cyborg? <laughs> oh, that's where it's headed. I mean, I'd like to be a cyborg. <laughs> you know, I mean, we—that's we, the beginning stage of what we're doing now. When people get hip replacements, knee replacements, sure. fucking pacemakers, yeah. whatever, whatever. You know, at some point we're going to have cybernetic eyes, ears. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, one day cybernetics will be a thing. Yeah, I believe it. Like, I mean, my sister is an audiologist, and the hearing um, devices. I, I, I'm not—I'm not as fascinated with this fake virtual world that you're in love with. With this, like. <laughs> The Matrix shit, like I just, that's I love just it. so. Yeah, that, no, I don't, I don't, I don't go for that shit. Make me a cyborg, in the real world. Right, you want to kind of be like Robocop, rolling around. Mm, no, is, is that what you mean? Robocop. Like sort of like a like, like a the million dollar man, bro. I want to be like the million dollar man. I want to be like Steve Austin. Steve Austin, yeah. Where are we on Lee Majors, Rich? I remember I said to you I wanted you to get him on the show. Is he alive? I'm never going to answer that question. Well, no, dude, find out for me if Lee Majors is alive, please. The, please. the fact that I'm not going to answer that question should tell you something, Dave. Is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> is the $6 billion man dead? Really? Because I was watching um, Incredible Hulk. Uh, I, I got the Blu-ray recently of the, of the 80s show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Tash with Lou Faringo is the Hulk. Yeah, so, yeah, I've seen it. So I'm watching that. Michelle goes, it's so crap. And I'm like, no, it's good. And then I was like watching it. I was like, man, I need to get Bill Bixby on the show. And for a whole like fucking two minutes, I was thinking Bill Bixby was alive. And my life was just so filled with joy. And I was like, man, I'm going to get him on the show. We haven't heard much from him recently. And I was thinking, I was kind of lazy though. I couldn't be bothered getting to Wikipedia. But then I was like, I want to ask Rich, but I can't be bothered getting to my phone. And then the crushing realisation reached that he died in, like, 91. And I was like, man, we weren't even close, you know? No, you were you were a, a bit of ways off. We were way off, man. Like, But it was before the internet. Like, I was doing a what if. I was like, there wasn't even internet. We couldn't have done anything. Like, he's probably on his deathbed well, the, in the final the years. The good news for you is Lee Majors is alive. Excellent. Okay. Well, good. 84, year, 84 years old. Okay, Richard, can I give you a job? Oh, really I'm on it, man. I'm going to get the feelers out there. I'm going to hit the agents. Well, I'm going to book him for the show, bro. He, please do, because he's slowed down. We haven't heard a lot from him. I'd love to talk... Um, I'd love to talk $6 million man and the fall guy. I'd love to talk about it. I could go for hours, you know? He's probably older, I imagine, by this point, like, slowed down. Now, what's your budget, though? What, what you're willing to pay? <clears throat> I paid five hundred thousand, five thousand. I'd, 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 I'd pay him five hundred US to come on. Okay, Dave. Uh, I'll get back to you in about twenty to thirty years uh, on the progress. I don't think he's going to make it that far, man. 
Well, well, I'm going to have to try, man. I'm going to have to wear him down until he takes that 500 uh, bucks. Unless, in, unless, in, in, in not even US dollars, in Australian dollars that you're offering him. No, I'm offering 500 US. 500 US, for sure. Oh, okay. okay. Well, maybe 25 years, Dave. I'll wear him down okay. in 25, not 30. I'm just hoping that maybe he did get some cybernetic replacements for real when he was like on the $6 million man. To... He's, he's rich enough. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, at least he's alive. Like, the way you were talking about him, I thought he was dead. Um, no, I was more talking about the fact that you think you're going to get Lee Majors on. Dude, um, we get people on that you wouldn't expect. I just had a, a woman on um, who I interviewed yesterday, um, and it's related to she's a sort of self published indie author um, with a. I can't give names and details because it's, it's rolling out on the date that the comic comes out. Um, but yeah, no, she was really interesting, and she's like a big Kickstarter. Um, mm. identity and stuff and like she's doing now, quite well okay okay but like what level would you put her on in terms of Lee Majors like to, what, what level like right below him uh, maybe 50 steps below him like what what oh. level are the two of them on together like do, are they equal well she's on the rise whereas he's kind oh, of chilling okay. he's like chilling with Bob Dylan no he's above her is that what you're saying he's he's uh, Lee Majors is a superstar oh, you, you're saying it's a one for one if you can get this Check then obviously the major easy no i i'd su i'll surprise you with some of the names that i am talking to rich like lee majors <laughs> is high level but i'm talking to a couple of people right now that could bust open a lot of the secrets that the industry is built on seriously i'm going to drop that bombshell right now we might yeah, get... and I think once you've made the, maybe that groundwork, maybe then you can get him, but I think you're jumping a bit high too quickly. <laughs> we, may, we may get someone on Tash to really get into the whole fucking Kennedy assassination as well. I've got some stuff happening on the back end. And and there's I was at Michelle's mum's the other day, and she had some stuff about the aliens that really got me excited. And that's all I'll say. And there's a lot of stuff that Rich is like, okay, Rich, uh, I now realise you're making fun of me, but, but like the, the there's there's stuff out there that if if you're serious about it and if you're a journalist like me, you know you put your nose to the grindstone, that kind of stuff, you start to uncover some stories, and you realise what they're feeding you in the mainstream is just a small fragment of reality, you know. And I, think I don't Lee, get anything fed to me from the mainstream. Well, I think Lee May just knows a lot more than he's letting on, is all I'll say. You know? I think I think he knows where a lot of the bodies are buried. You know? Basically. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be interesting to get him on at this point. We've really built him up. <laughs> We've really... Yeah, if you don't come on at this point, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> we need him. We need him. Remember... Um, Tash, you recall Kang and Jonathan Majors when he ran into a few legal issues recently? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, I said, mm -hmm. could we replace him with Lee Majors? I thought, you know, obviously, you know, um, there's the fact he's black and Lee Majors is white, and there's also about a 60-year age difference, but um, Lee Majors isn't tainted, uh, as Jonathan Majors, I believe, was facing some jail time, wasn't he, Rich, the last time we checked? Uh, I think that was on the on the cards, but it's I don't know. If it, I don't think anything's come from that. Yeah, he sl he slapped um, that woman around though. He's, he's, was it his girlfriend? I don't know who it was, but it was somebody. Uh, yeah, but big trouble. Look, uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not excusing him, but from the sounds of it, <laughs> just like the Amber Heard and Johnny yeah. Depp, it's not like the like both of them were good people. Yeah, he just, you, happened, to be he just happened to be worse. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm just not 
sure that counts when you physically assault someone. Yeah, good point. Tess. No, I didn't. I didn't say excuse, but I'm just saying it. It's he's a terrible person, but it's not like she's like some innocent person in this who was just like, hey, it's weird. Like there is evidence of her also laying hands and being abusive to him. It's just two shitty people. Right. He just happens to be shittier than her. Like that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't even know who she is, but but all I can say is fuck that guy. Though I said, remember I said at the time, I hope he does fucking twenty years. Seriously, send a message. You know what I mean? Yeah. Chuck him, lock away the key. Like I don't know. And can I also say, I'm gonna say this right now, even before his legal problems, he was a fucking average Kang. He's a like that scene with Kang, Tash, have you seen it when he's in the stadium with all the other Kangs? Yeah. It was fucking lame as hell. I, I actually said to Michelle, who was going, what the fuck is this? I go, what the fuck is up with Kang? Like, why was he gibbering like a baboon? Um, which is what was happening. And um, there was just a lot of confusion. And I said to you, Rich, are they insane? And apparently someone said they were just excited to be around each other. I was like, since when is Kang a simpering baboon of a character? You know? So most Kangs hate each other. Well, these guys were loving it. Yeah, because they, they had the Kangs that was more like what I would expect, where it was like the Egyptian one, and the, you know there was a few of the main ones were talking, and they were sort of like distinct, their own style, which is what I imagine. But then there was a whole arena full of these guys jumping around. It was weird. Yeah, I, but also I just thought that was too much. Like, I was like, that's too many Kangs. Like, you're kind of... Yeah. You, you're kind of ruining, like, yeah, yeah. The, the, like the aura, the mystery... Totally. Like, of the character, by, like, showing, like, what was it, like, fucking 10,000 of them but, in but the... But nothing that guy did was that amazing that someone else couldn't do. You, like, I was having this conversation just the other day. That, Tash, do you think we should recast Kang, or do you want Kang to be just shuffled off and replaced by another villain, like a Doctor Doom or something, in Marvel? Another villain, for sure. You don't want to just recast? I mean, given the money they've spent... That would make the most sense, but I honestly could care less about Kang. Yeah, fuck Kang. I've, that's always been my policy, too. He's not even that interesting. Like, he's a time traveler. We got it. You know? Yeah, he's I think a, who cares? He's an evil time traveler. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, I agree. I almost hope they do shuffle him off. Rich, you've yeah, always been the on the problem with that is you can, you can have a lot of fun with that guy as a villain because the, pro <laughs> the problem I have is... Is... It's not the original uh, Avengers. I think Kang would work better as a villain because he can make slight changes to the Avengers past. Right. Oh, so that... he facilitates story in a way that... Yeah, so like he could go there and then maybe, you know, you could have it that he stops uh, Steve Rogers from getting the serum. And so sure. if someone else is kind of like fills that Captain America role, you can have that, he, you know... He, he, he did something to Tony or you know what I mean? Like you could have a storyline where he actually, you could yeah. use him to eliminate them to then have other characters, other versions of those characters. And then they got to set it right. So that like, you could have had fun. Like if they had done it properly, they could have done a really cool story mm. of, of him fucking up what was supposed to be. And then them fixing it. Like they could have done it, but oh, they definitely. Didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that was the kind of stuff that was on the cards, wasn't it? That they were going to do alternate, you know, um, timelines and stuff you know that was yeah but again it's like you know as i said iron man's off the table steve's off the table mm. 
Um, uh, Natasha's off the table. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye, but let's be honest, like people but like could, him. But, but you could have had, care. that's what I'm saying, in the variant versions, you could have had them not be dead and stuff. Like, yeah, but that's, yeah, that, yeah, you could bring back Natasha, you could, yeah. like, again, because he's changed the past or yeah. something. Like I said, I don't know. Uh, I, there's a lot of ideas from my head. I'm just saying they could have done something better. Yeah, well, but, but so far it was all tease. It wasn't like he'd done that much. He was in, like, what, one episode of, um, he was in a little bit of Loki, but, like, it's not like he, it was all sort of tease at this point. They were still teasing his entrance, in my, in my eyes, anyway. It wasn't like they'd really fully committed yet. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I don't think they really... It's not like with... um. I mean, I suppose they took a while to really cement Thanos. But, mm. like, they've not done that much yet that they couldn't deviate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was all leading... It was definitely leading somewhere, but but I, you know, then it was sort of like, oh, wow, well, hey, we found out we got a fucking, like, serial abuser here, you know? And can I just say, like, I don't know where they got this guy from and thought he was a great actor. I just thought he was very average, you know. Sometimes I'm, I look at these guys, I'm like, why are you making this guy the face? He just he just seemed like just a non-entity to me. There was just no presence at all. And, like, the he that remains in Loki season one, it was so boring. And I'm like, wow, this was your intro. I know he's, like, the lame king, but, like... You would think when you're going to introduce a big bad that you start him with a big splash, you know? But they didn't. They failed, Rich. Nope. And then they it turns didn't. out... They failed creatively, but then it turns out in real life as well. They may have picked the wrong the wrong starter, you know? Mm-hmm. When you got a guy who's going to be doing like one to five, you know? <laughs> mm, if, he's, if he's lucky, one to five only. Yeah, dude, he better hope I'm not on that fucking, you know, sentencing panel. I'd be like 20. Get ready for 20. You're doing 20 in the can. Get out of here. And like, they're like, why are you so harsh? I go, I fucking hate his portrayal of Kang. <laughs> oh, <laughs> slapped, I don't care what he did to that his woman. Girlfriend I around. just care about how bad a Kang he is. Yeah, he was a shit Kang. Um, Somehow I don't think they'd keep you on the... Um, I just lie. Uh, like, do, are you aware of who Marvel is? No. 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 I heard of Kang? Uh-uh. No idea. Is that Batman? then i get in there and i zero on him and i'm like you're fucking gone pal you're out of here um you that you you'd ask to be the guy that delivers it and you'd be like we the jury find (laughs) kang i mean mean, (laughs) we sentence kang to life imprisonment in all the realities um now this was interesting and i want tash i want to know if this has ever happened to you like you you love your comics, your Scarlet Witches, all that kind of stuff. I know you love it all. Now, you know something that there's like I know there's a lot more adaptations these days. Obviously, ever since the Marvel Universe, but even still, there's a limit. So I was like going through my Hulk phase, and I'm like, I love Hulk so much; he's the best. And then I'm like, I wanted to watch the show. Then I was watching the cartoon on Disney Plus, which I love, which only which unfortunately only has two short seasons. And I'm getting towards the end of it, and I was getting really... This was the other night, and it was, I was kind of getting grumpy. I was like, it's not fair. Like, there's not enough Hulk. I'm about to finish this season. Um, and I was literally sitting there thinking, like, I oh, mean, I wish they would have just done, like, heaps of books of Hulk and stuff. And then I was like, oh, actually, they did. 
I was, I was like, I was like, it's not fair. There's not enough TV. I should have just books where I can just read like endless amounts of Hulk. And then I was looking at my iPad, and then slowly an idea formed. I was like, oh, there you have, and you have them on your iPad. And then I was like, I was actually kind of like happy, but like, it took me a second. You know what I mean? Like, so where are you, Tash, on the idea of you know you got your Scarlet Witch TV show, yeah, the Vision one, the, what was One called Division. One Division, yeah. But outside yeah. of that, there's not much, is there? You yeah, know? it sucks. Yeah. So sometimes, don't you wish there was more? Like, yeah, absolutely. Even like animated, like, like I, I'm always like, why can't there be like more animated? Like the Disney Plus animated stuff. I've almost hit the end of the Hulk stuff. Rich, have you ever seen the '90s Hulk show? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, that, yeah, I've watched like that's what used to be like the block back in the day. That was the Batman, the animated show, the X Men, the Spider Man, the Hulk. Um, but they had a season of Silver Surfer. They had the Fantastic Four. Yeah, um, yeah. Marvel actually had a shit ton of uh, uh, cartoons back in the day. Why, why don't they have more of that? Then? Why don't they have more of that now? Because it's more popular than ever. You know, because uh, they're losing too much money. They bleed their money. Have you? Who's got high hopes for X Men '97? I do. Tash. Me too. Yeah. I'm I like- I have mm-hmm. hopes, but definitely not high hopes. I'm, I know I'm buying more of the figures. I'm going to get that, that alternate Magneto where he's the leader, that's for sure. Um, who else? There's Cyclops. I'm getting him, and I'm going to get Jean Grey. So I'm going to get oh. four four of them. And I've already got Wolverine, uh, the other Magneto in the red, Storm, and Bishop I've got. Mm. So I think it's yeah, coming out in Bishop. I think it's coming out in March, Rich. I think it's coming out soon. I love, I love uh, 90s Bishop. He's what a, awesome. What a, wasted, what a wasted character. Dude, he's so awesome back then, though, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the mullet in the blue outfit, that's yeah. the best mission. But, like, I, I would almost say, like, he's never had any good moments, apart from back then it was awesome, you know? Mm. Like, God knows what he's doing now. I'd hate to think, you know? He's probably serving lattes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, who, who knows which... Uh, I mean, oh, my God, they turned him into a villain hunting cable. Of course they did, yeah. And uh, yeah. oh shit! What was the chick? What was the girl's name? Get ready! Uh, get ready for transgender bishop. That's going to be happening soon. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what was what was the what was the the the, the red eagle's name that uh, Jean Grey? Jean Grey. Hope. 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 That was it. Hope. Yeah, that was that was like Cable's like um, protege. Yeah, Cable's mm. like. Well, she was the first mutant that was born. Yes. Since um, the No More Mutants thing. Yeah. yeah. Scarlet Witch, your favourite. She fucked everyone up big time. Yeah, it was so good. It was good. It was the, probably it the was best good. thing Bendis ever did, like, was that one line yeah. where he was like, No More Mutants. That was actually a good line. Yeah. Uh, they like, No More Mutants. Uh, apart from. <laughs> like, apart from the core X Men, of course. They're like, oh, yeah. No More Mutants, apart from everyone in the net, in the. Five school, you know, square mile radius from from where she said it. They're like, Wolverine's okay, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading that when I was like fourteen or fifteen, and I was just like, I was awesome. Yeah, I was. No, I I um think that that was a really really exciting time um in sort of more modern day X Men, if you know what I mean. Like it was it was really good. I thought a lot of the stuff around there. Messiah complex and stuff. There was a lot of good storylines right around that time period. You know what I mean? And, and then they lost direction. Like they sort of lost what they were doing. But there was who's 
X-Men now. Well, it's a jumble of writers. Uh, Joey Duggan's involved. Hickman's left. There's a lot of uh, sort of no names. Joey Duggan's writing the main book, um, but even that's ending. So, that, yeah, they're, they're they're wrapping it all up. So Krakoa's ending, and yeah, Krakoa's ending. Kind of a merciful death at last, and they're going to do a post Krakoa. And signal favourite Tom Brevoort's going to be editing it all. So we'll see. We've called him a coward, a thief, and a liar before on the show sometimes. Rich has taken a few shots at him. Rich, some, some of the stuff you've said Have about I? Tom Brevoort. Some, some of the stuff you've said about Tom Brevoort. I hope I hope he doesn't listen because, you know, unlike that I must, fucker, I must have been, a, been in a white-hot rage because I don't remember it. Unlike that fat coward, Akira Yoshida, C.B. Sabolsky, he's probably hiding somewhere right now, trying to pretend he's Japanese, not fooling anybody. Fat, white, nerd. You know, who thinks... I believe in Japan that's called a... Loser. Kukaku. Loser. What was it? A Gokaku. Is that what you said? Pataku. Pataku. You're a Pataku. No. Kataku. Kataku. You're a Kataku, CB. Or shall I call you by your nom de plume? Akira Yoshida. You're familiar with the storyline, Tash? That he masqueraded as a Japanese writer for years? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, C.B. Sabolsky is a fat little clone who is one of the chief editors at Marvel, and he uh, and it's on record. It's this is this is fact. This fucker was writing writing books for Marvel under a, J- a Japanese pen name Akira Yoshida, and that's how I always refer to him when I'm busy insulting him. I'll give you more context, uh, Tash. <laughs> no it's need. because technically he wasn't supposed to write for it; like they wouldn't give him position. So he created this fake persona that, so that, that he could that, get that, that's not that's not a get out of jail free card. I'm just giving her context, Dave. I don't like it. I think he should be strung up. Seriously, if the revolution happens, I hope he's the first one to the wall for his crimes. You know? Imagine he's facing the firing squad and they're like, Any regrets? Akira? And he's like, At least you call me by by my true name. You know? <laughs> he thinks he's Japanese. That's his thing. He's got a big Japanese fetish. He's one of these guys. Those are lots of white, creepy yeah, I men. Know. I agree. I agree. I agree. Rich. Rich, you're Mr. Anime these days. Yeah. You're going to defend yourself there? No. <laughs> it's not because it's mostly girls. Right. It's not. <laughs> what? That's into anime and the weeb shit? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, as someone who has a girlfriend who is all into the cosplay... And is massively a weeb, and I've seen her friend shit and all the people shit. It is mostly girls. It is not. This As someone who works in a hub, a Japanese bookstore. True. No, it is absolutely not. It is lots of white, creepy men. No, oh. those are the only people that are willing to go into the bookshop. The girls bought the shop online. No, they don't. But also, they absolutely don't. But no, it is not just girls. I didn't say it was just girls. I said you, they were the. I said they were the main, like the biggest group in it. No, I almost would say it shifts the other way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I can say this. Um, one thing I will say is, in uh, in the bookstore, Tash, there's a lot of young people of both genders who frequent those manga comics. Seriously, mm-hmm. like they are way more packed than the comics ever are. 
seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, like, because I can go to the, um, um, the Marvel and DC thing, and I don't mind a bit of manga, like, by any means, but, but, like, you know, I'm not a desperado for it, but I do notice that they're all, and it is a mix, I will say it's a mix, I, I couldn't tell you who's more or less, I would say both genders are represented fairly healthily, Whereas when I go through looking at those Marvel, you know, things and stuff, like, I'm often the only person looking at them, you know? Oh, yeah, me too. Look, the fetishization of, like, Japanese culture and anime and manga manga is definitely, like, it's definitely skewed towards men. Like, the amount of crap my co-workers have to deal with with these men is insane. Really? Like what? Oh, yeah. Like, them trying to talk Japanese, like, them and assuming they're Japanese when they could be from like Korea Hong or Kong. something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um or they go up to like, them and start talking in Japanese, Japanese but they're just like to just like a random worker. Yeah. They're creepy. There are a lot of girls. There are a lot of girls, but mm, I would say I would say men definitely outrank the girls. Well, I'll tell you, this fat loser, C.B. Sabolsky, definitely fits into that crowd. Akira Yoshida, he'd fit right in. It's like, it's just you and me in the comics. Yeah, I know, it is. It's it's really quite fucking funny. One thing I did notice is they're having some significant markdowns on a lot of the omnibuses. Um, Mm. I was in there the other day, and but not all, but there's quite a lot that were down 20%, 30%, you know? Yeah. 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 I picked yeah, up. I, Gwen- I picked quite up. A good deal. It's quite a good deal. I picked up Gwenpool, which I mentioned on the show. I picked it up um, last week. The Gwenpool omnibus that I've been eyeing off Rich for about five years. <laughs> oh yeah. I finally pulled the trigger, man. Like sometimes it's such a good feeling when you just you're too cheap basically to buy the thing at whatever the value is they want, and you just like, but you almost want it enough. And then the, the price shifted. I picked it up. And I walked up to that thing, and I think I, I saw the guy there, and I was holding it up like a fucking holy grail. I slammed it down the counter and said, give it to me now. Seriously. I'm ready to get up to that in Gwenpool. I feel like I'm her only fan, but I love her so much. You know? I've never read any. She's good. She's like Deadpool times 500. You know? Yeah. It's like they've taken Deadpool and gone. he hasn't gone far enough like with the uh, meta stuff. So it's very meta. It's super. It's really, really meta. Like as me, it's more. Me, it's the whole book is meta, basically. You know, like it's. it's it, I, I I like it. A lot of the, a lot of the stories are quite well written and qu- they're quite funny. Um, I love them. And but like I, I when I saw thirty percent off, I was I, I, I there was like an old lady nearby. I just knocked her out of the way. You know, I was like, not today, Granny. I'm getting this. <laughs> I'm getting this Gwenpool. You can forget about it. You know. Go back to your go back to your romance novels. Seriously, only one person. Well, I know they will be grateful that you bought it. Yeah, they should be. Yeah, they should be. They should build a statue of me in the store or something. You know, I'd love it. One thing I've always wanted to do, and and tell me if this is egotistical. There's a (laughs) there's a talking statue with John Law's speaks near the Queen Victoria Building in Sydney. It's like it's like oh, a dog one. Yeah, yeah. And I've always thought yeah. it'd be so cool to have a statue of yourself, but have pre-recorded messages, like at your house or something. Like, obviously, if you're a big identity, like you could have it in a you know square or something, like in a park. That'd be my ideal. But it's it's a, I like the idea that he's voicing it, like he's recorded his voice for it, and like he's telling the dog to do this and that and all whatever. Like, there's a little story to it. 
Like, yeah. would, you, would you guys like that if you came around to my house for a barbecue and, you, you know, if you sat down for a while just next to the statue, Rich, with a drink in hand and just kind of like, oh, this is like catching up with Dave, you know? Like, um, if I was, you know, away for a few minutes, that kind of thing, you know? So you're saying that hanging out with a statue of you... Talking. A talking statue. A talking statue. Yeah. Just saying the same shit over and over would yeah. be exactly like hanging out with you. It would be similar, I would say. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you, uh, you're setting yourself... <laughs> no, I'd have a few items of conversation recorded, but, like, yeah, I, I feel like I've always felt with me, if I was someone who met me, that I could get to know me very well over a few days and then I'd be like, that's about enough for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, seems a nice guy, but, like, you know what? We've kind of covered it, you know? Like, that's how I feel. I, I would love, I would like to have a statue just to, I would record the tracks and have, like, a little story and stuff. It wouldn't just be me going, hey, I'm Dave, like, you're in my house, chill out, enjoy. I would have a few little bits and pieces of conversation, more than the talking statue of the Victoria thing that John Laws does. Um, yeah, I think it'd be fun. You know, something to remember you by too. If you're like, if you, you know, God forbid, passed away or something, and everyone's like, you know, inconsolent, they can't grapple with how to live the rest of their lives without me. And then they could go to the statue and like, oh, here we, here he is, going on about his comics and his Deadpool and his Batman, and yeah, he's happy enough talking about his tennis game and yeah that's there's dave we're, we're we're fine we're okay now we're all good we can carry on you know just just thinking of the people as always thinking, <laughs> thinking of those that i'll leave behind you know um now argyle reception rich getting serious now you've got some news about argyle which is i believe the new henry cavill matthew vaughan movie am i correct mm. apparently it's uh, matthew vaughan's lowest uh, rated movie is it bombing? Um, I, I I think I heard it was bombing somewhere. Yeah, it's I mean, I don't know if it's like bombing, bombing, but it's not like it's not performing well. Mm. Well, hang on, but it's like it's the number one movie. Is it might it? be critically like a bomb, but like. Well, let's have a look. I, let's have I'm a look. Sure it's number one. Let's have a look, Tash. Let's. There's one. This is one reason I like box office review because we can actually accept I opened the wrong page. We can get the box office mojo and find out exactly. I did read somewhere recently that it was it had a low opening. That's what I read, that it had a low opening. Is that what you're yeah, saying, but, I mean, but just because you're number one doesn't mean that you've done well. It just means maybe in a slow month or not much competition. You've well, it only, run, well like, it, only had a, it, it did have a small opening. It only had a $17 million opening in the States, which is very small. And it's only made... 38 million worldwide so it, yeah, yeah. It, and I mean it's got a budget of 200 to yeah. 250 million so it's terrible. I don't know how it's, terrible. How it's going to do it's terrible it's, it's only made 38 million 20 I mean a 17 million opening tells you everything you need to know that's a bomb for a big budget movie I mean this if it was like some fucking indie thing yeah sure but terrible have you seen it Tash? no but I've enjoyed reading all the stuff around the book and okay. who wrote it is it a book? Been, yeah, it's a book. Um, okay. Are you going to go and, and support it in cinemas? The, I don't think they... Yeah, like, if you look up the author's name, mm. it doesn't really go anywhere. 
there's no like no one knows who she is there's no record of her so that's interesting what do you mean well like you look up ellie conway who's the author of argyle right oh okay the real life author yeah the real life author yeah and there's like no one knows anything about her there's no information although she may have been revealed as of a week ago hang on I, don't, I have no idea what Wait, we're it wasn't revealed. I didn't even realise it was a book. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I'm learning something here. Because it, it's about an author who's drawn yeah. into a world of spies and espionage. So, okay, so what you're saying is that the author of this book has written himself into the, into the book kind of thing as a character, basically. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Well, what I do know is that I saw something before it came out where they were very high on it. But, yeah, so Matthew Vaughan, he's the guy, Richard, who did Kick-Ass, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kingsman, first class. Yeah, uh, Kingsman, Kick-Ass. Golden Circle. Um, um, Wanted, I think. Yeah, you're right, Rich. So he, he's had a few hits, actually. And it's got Henry Cavill, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell. It's got Brian Cranston. It's got a good cast. You know? Oh, it's got a yeah. It's got uh, uh, Samuel Jackson. It's, yeah, it's got a pretty big, uh, pretty big cast in it. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm part of the problem because I I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I want to catch this when it comes out on streaming. You know, I'm I'm just terrible though. Yeah. Um, well, the, the the thing is, Henry Cavill's got another movie also due out called um, shit. Was it Ungentlemanly? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's something. also based on a book. Ungentlemanly, yeah, like warfare or something. Something like that. And if this doesn't do well, that might have, you know what I mean? People might go, ugh, another cavalry. You know what I mean? Like, so. The mystery of ungentlemanly warfare. Yeah. Because that is a sequel, I think, to the previous one that they did, wasn't it? Or is it not? I thought it no, was. Think, no, it's not. No, it's it's, it's separate. No, well, this, is, this, is, yeah. this is interesting. So it's an upcoming spy, action spy comedy film directed by Guy Ritchie based on Churchill's Secret Warriors, explosive true story of the Special Forces Desperados of World War II. Uh, yeah, okay. Founded by Winston Churchill, their irregular warfare against the Nazis helped to change the course of the war and gave birth to modern black operations. See, I think that sounds interesting. That actually sounds like something I would like to watch. But, but I'm terrible because I'm going to watch both of these movies when they come out on streaming. I'm not going to go to the cinema. I can't be bothered. I don't know that Henry Cavill is that good an actor. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, he's not fantastic. I he's. I don't think I've seen anything of his that I've been like... Oh, he's like a block of wood. Like, he's a good-looking block of yes. wood, basically. Like, he's okay, but, I mean... But but there are there are people in that cast that I do think very highly of as actors. Like, I think Sam Rockwell's an amazing actor. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Henry Cavill's just your stock standard leading man, almost in the old-school mould, looks okay. You know, you know what I mean? He's not terrible, but he's definitely not, like, yeah. great or anything. Like, he was decent in that Mission Impossible movie as the bad guy. But did that require yeah. a massive amount of acting? No, he just looked tough and, you know, that was yeah. well, he's definitely doing something different in the in the ungentlemanly one. Well, he's, I, playing a bit of a, he's playing a bit of a psycho. Okay. See, I, I'd be... In, I, both of those movies, I will watch on streaming. Will you watch them, Rich? I, I, yeah, I'll probably check him out when I'm bored. 
yeah, why not? Fuck it. But I'm but I'm I'm bad now. I'm getting to the point now where it's taking a lot for me to bother to go to the cinema. Like I'll go for Deadpool three, but probably nothing else that I can think of. You know? See, I've been going to the movies quite a bit. Really? For me, wow. anyway. There you go. Yeah. But see, you're you're just keeping the industry alive, aren't you? You're just a good person. You know, I'm just terrible compared. Like I don't do anything that helps. You know, I'm just like. When the, when it's like oh the cinemas are all dead I'll be like oh well I didn't go, I didn't help I didn't lift a finger you know because they in my opinion they rape you so hard with the prices you know yeah, well, they they've ruined it themselves yeah it's exactly what I well I, I can through through my like Telstra thing I can get tickets for ten dollars so that's why I've been going more sure what have you seen recently tell us uh, I saw a kids movie. With my nephew, mm-hmm. which actually wasn't terrible, called Migration. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, with the ducks, yeah? Yeah, with yeah, the ducks. Yeah, I've heard that's all right, cute. actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was cute. I, I laughed in it, and I hate, like, animated things, so. Right. Um, what else? Did you see Napoleon? No, mm. God. I saw I that. I not think anything worse. I watched that. And can I just say, they, it was, they really downplayed Napoleon's genius in that movie. Can I just say that right now? They made Napoleon the butt of the joke in his own biopic, which is a crime. Would you agree, Rich? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I saw it before you, so... I know you. You, I know. you were a bit late to the party. As usual. Um, yeah, that's true. My outrage was, like, weeks after it was released. <laughs> but yep. nonetheless, I was outraged. Um, yes, you were. Yeah, so you've seen a few things. Are you going to see Deadpool 3, Tash? Yeah, Me too. mostly because I want to see Jennifer Garner. Mm, fair enough. Like fair enough. I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I, I just can't wait. Um, now, I just want to mention uh, that basically we had a we had a thing last week, Rich, where it was all about the decline and fall of the comic book industry, and we were questioning whether the numbers that we were given or the sales charts was that for a month or a year. Do you remember that, Rich? Mm-hmm. So Michael Kellishan went in and they've removed the article. He, he's, he said that it must have upset the corporations that own the big two. Um, he remembers enough of the list to know those were the figures for all of 2023. So there you go. So Michael mm-hmm. Kellishan, thank you, Michael Kellishan. Well, that's terrible numbers then because those numbers were like 30K was like the best-selling trade, you know? In a yeah, whole but, year. Uh, but don't forget, comics are doing the best they've ever done. Oh, yeah, they always tell us this that. Is don't the, we? This is the golden age of comics, according to. Tash the, would know, working in a bookstore, how much these mangas must sell more than comics, Tash. Would, is that right? Oh, like. It probably. Oh, like, hand over fist. Yeah. yeah. I rejoice when maybe once every two weeks someone asks me for a comic because that's the like i know i know a bit about manga now Mm. through like osmosis but like Mm. it's rare that i get to like recommend or like talk to someone who's starting in comics uh but i love when i get to do that but yeah god no manga people spend like we had one person drop in one hit over two thousand dollars wow on just on manga really You'd get a lot yeah. of manga for that price, wouldn't you? Yeah, fair. Yeah. Like those little like, books. They needed help carrying the stuff. Yeah. Jesus, it'd be so funny. But, if they had, but like, again, as I said, like the the difference between manga and, and Western comics is that because of anime and how much anime gets made, that's constant advertising for manga. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, the fact that there's so much anime, if people watch it, uh, and that's why they generally just make a season of something sometimes, and then it's just like an advertising to get you to go buy the manga, which has got like six volumes or seven volumes or whatever. The fact that they make so much anime, it, it just helps feed and get people into like wanting to collect the manga. You kind of used to have that. We were just talking about where Marvel had all those 90s shows and sure. you know, DC had your Batman and Superman and the Justice League and all. Like when you had that constant sort of like reminder of like, hey, comics exist, you know, especially for like kids and all that, like that helps, you know, it's why kids like toys from the fucking cartoons. But I, I have a question. I agree with what you're saying, Rich, but then why, this is my question then, why has the dominance at the cinemas of Marvel since 2008, say, to, like, let's say 2023, has not translated in any way to comic sales? Comics, I think I can answer. Comics are not as straightforward as manga. Mm. Well, it's not not an adaptation, yeah. Yeah, If you you watch the anime, it's the same in the manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can continue. So if the anime hasn't caught up to the manga, you can just continue the story. Whereas I have people coming up and going... Oh, I want like the Thanos thing, and I'm like, well, it's actually not as simple as that. And also, Marvel don't help themselves because a lot of the crap's out of print. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's, a lot it's, harder. it's harder. Yeah, good. I, I get you. Like, um, if they come up and they go, oh, you know, I want Batman vs Superman. Like, I love that movie. What can I, what have you got? You're like, uh, yeah. well, I've got stuff that where they're fighting, like, but not much. Well, do you want the one where they fought each other in uh, 1982, 1983, yeah. 1974? No, it's, it's like, like, there's so many fucking issues so, or stories you, of Batman and Batman fighting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just interesting to me. I, I also feel like, and purely as a consumer looking in, I also wonder if it's a price thing too. The mangas, to me, look much more economical to collect. You know, I've got cash to drop when I go into the comic store, but if I didn't, there's no way I'd get into it. It's too expensive. You know, the the Western comics with the hardcovers and stuff. Like, whereas I think those little books, those manga books, they can't be that expensive. Like, and you're still getting like a full little story. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think it's, economy? It depends on, like, where the import is. So, like, I the only manga I collect consistently is Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I paid for volume one, like, $20, which is fine. That's nothing. Yeah. Very happy with that. Oh, I collect another one as well, which is, like, two volumes in one, and that's, like, 28 But, like, volume two from, like, the dollar was down or up or whichever way it goes. Yeah. So it was, like, 35 which is as much as a... Yeah. Graphic novel. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I think manga overall is a lot cheaper. Like it is cheaper in a lot of ways. It looks cheaper. Like uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like Well one, it's easier to transport. Yeah. If you're gonna take a yeah. manga in your bag, it's a lot easier than taking a hardcover or a a, a, a bigger graphic novel. Mm. It's also the paper, right? Like I mean there was some trouble because there was paper shortages, but like the paper, it's not that sort of glossy, Yes, you know, like in a graphic novel, right? So yeah. that probably helps with cost as well. Exactly. That's Yeah, it's almost like the old newsprint style, like the comics used yeah. to be on, but it, and it's black and white, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. all these things, I don't know. I just, I think that they've successfully either pivoted or by circumstance 
it's kind of fallen to their laps, and and I think they're a more economical. I don't. I think that's a factor, and I also think as well. I, I mean, brutal brutal honesty. I think a lot of um, the comic stories sometimes are played out like, you know, it's it's almost like. I don't know. It's like how many Avenger stories can you can you really do at a certain point? Like how many times can you? I know they always do. They rebuild the wheel, but sometimes it just feels like they're barely trying, you know. And oh yeah, the quality deviates. Yeah, that's a just more. a just an observation. Um, and I know they try. Like I will say this: like we give Marvel heaps of shit for some of their shit characters, but like. They try to make things a thing, so they do try, but then I'm like, you're trying to make it a thing inside the Marvel Universe, whereas all these mangas that come out, they're not all of them. I'm sure some of them share universes, but not all of them. Like, aren't heaps of them just, they're totally independent to each other? I think most of them Yeah, most are. That's that's my understanding. Now, it's the exact opposite with Marvel and DC. Like, you know, most of the stuff, it's all supposed to take place, and... They always get in each other's way a little bit. Like, it's like, oh, we're trying to make Moon Girl a thing, and here's her fucking adventures with, you know, this person and that person, and she's meeting Greenland. She's doing, like, it's not, it's almost like to me, like, it's just obvious marketing. Like, they're just, it's just so obvious what they're doing rather than we've got a storyline that we've, you know, we've got a storyline for this character. Totally her own staff, her own people. She doesn't need Superman dropping in every five seconds and Batman and the Spectre and whoever else. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's almost like the stories aren't given a chance to breathe because they're just so heavily trying to create the next Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, in the, you know, it's just it's just it's a little obvious to me. That's and that's more just a, a, an observation more than anything because I just I just think. Like, if they did a manga character, they'd put it in the Marvel Universe, you know, which I think is half their fucking mistake. Yeah, but, I mean, manga's also way more brutal, man. Like, mm. if your shit don't sell, it's gone. It's gone, like, yeah. It gets dropped from, like, the Shonen, like, the magazine or whatever. Like, yeah. the, the the cream rises to the, the top, basically. Yeah. Whereas that used to be for Western comics as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could say that it's harsh, but, yeah, but it means that you're getting the best. Like, the shit that sells, the shit that's popular, that's the stuff that's getting made. Sure. Uh, you can't say that now. You cannot say that the most popular stuff is getting made now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's all over the shop, isn't it, really? Like, when you think about it, it's, just, it, it's interesting. Yeah. And, you know, okay. Everyone, like, poo-poos, like, a lot of Marvel these days, but also Marvel has had some of the best writing they've had for years. In the last couple of years, and no one's paying attention to it. Give us, so, give us, give us a, give us a. If you had to give your top three Marvel books of the last, let's say, three years, give give it, give it to us. Uh, Kelly Thompson's Captain Marvel, hundred and fifty percent. That's amazing. Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I collect. Where you um, like that Captain America run? I know. Oh, there's a new Captain America run that I'm about to start that looks... I can't definitively say if it's any good, but it looks very good. Okay. Actually, okay, hang on. Can I bring something up real quick? Of course. My buyer, the comics buyer at work came up to me and she was like, have you heard of this character? And I was like, no, I've never heard of him. Who is it? Um, I can't remember what they called him. Hang on, let me Google. Um, I think it was like Captain America of the Railways. 
Oh, yes, yes. Chase is up. Who the fuck is that? That's when they would, no, no, no. Remember, Dave, that's the the kid in like the overalls, like (laughs) the the gay kid. And then they had the Captain America of the Comanche tribe or some shit. And then they had the Captain America. Oh, yeah. Like when he was doing like this cross country fucking traveling and somehow running into vaguely like people who were like inspired by him. And so like were their own vaguely Captain America. I remember okay. the marketing more than I remember the actual thing, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, so I went into this with, like, in- incredibly, like, pessimistic. However, like, we were taking the piss out of this character. And then I started reading his history, and I was like, this is actually cool. Like, if he, if they hadn't made him a Captain America, but made him, I don't know, something else in his own right, mm. to be honest, I think I'm still going to read his series because like he's a guy who ran away from home for being abused for being gay he becomes a vagabond in vegas and he starts investigating the disappearance of teens that seems interesting and rocks on is like at the that the like center of it so it's in the marvel universe yeah he gets kidnapped and then he starts riding the railways to like like a hobo yeah, like a hobo. And it, to me, it had this very cool, like, mm. that's a unique concept of a hero riding railways to, like... It, well, it's a throwback kind of, storyline. It, it evoked the... this sort of, like, Americana, like... Yeah. That's I really not a bad pitch. That. That's not I a bad pitch. What's it called? It. What's it called? Well, I don't know. I'm looking... <laughs> Captain America Aaron with a railway. Fisher. Aaron Fisher is his name. Well, I like the idea of it. I, I did not know that was a thing. I vaguely remember we made a lot of fun of the Indian or Native American Captain America, didn't mm-hmm. we, Rich? Uh, but even yeah, then, I don't think I don't think we read anything. I think we just it was just marketing that they were just marketing it at the time, and it was well, comics is a visual medium. Yeah, he's got yeah. So she was showing me because they've made a solo comic. He's getting his own Marvel Unlimited Infinity comic solo series. I don't know what that. That means, means it's on uh, Marvel Unlimited. It's their digital uh, platform. Oh, they do yeah. they do a bit of stuff on digital, um, so it's digital only. So it's it's on. If you're a member of Marvel Unlimited, you can read it. Like it, they, I, I would. Yeah. Like, like I would read that. No, it seems that, sound, that did sound interesting. I agree. That did sound interesting. That sounds like, the, aside from the Captain America of it all, that sounds like the most interesting concept they've come up, independent concept they've come up with for a long time. I agree. I agree. Um, and I wonder if, you know what? I wonder if you needed to have the whole Captain America angle in it. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I, I almost, like... I think it detracts. I totally agree with you, Tash. I totally agree. But that's half their problem. They're like so tied to this fucking need for him to have a Captain America shield so he's a brand character. And it's like what's interesting there is the pitch behind it. It's not the fucking like Captain America bit. Like, yeah. No, but that's interesting. So we'll see what happens. Now, um, Michael was saying stuff like... um, of the graphic novel section in this in this top selling thing, fifteen of the twenty were webtoon titles like Solo Leveling, which actually I can say I Dion put me on to and I've been reading. Um, of the manga category, Viz had eighteen of the top twenty. At all three lists together, Viz and webtoons were so dominant in the industry that the powers must have intervened and deleted the list, uh, which had sales numbers. No comics sold via crowdfunding are ever included. For example, Chuck Dickinson's Alpha Core One sold over twenty two thousand issues. 
Now, we had a interesting game come out, and I want to go around the, the horn. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Disinterest is the general, and apathy is the reaction. Um, I think it looks terrible. Um, the game peaked at 13,000 plays with a 24-hour average of 12,000 plays. I read somewhere that it's only got about four hours of gameplay, something like that. What? It was very small. It might have been a bit more than four. I'll find the news item. But it was, it, it, it was like maybe it was 14, but it wasn't much gameplay for, to finish the story. Um, Suicide Squad started development back in 2017. Some estimates suggest the game may cost nearly $200 million to make. There's been a lot of hype on this game over the years, and it really has come out of the gate super slow. Rich, where are you on this? So the problem is is that it's, it's made by the Arkham guys, so when it was first announced, everyone was super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they announced a few years later that, oh, no, no, it's a live service, always online. You, got, you know what I mean? It's just basically Destiny, but with Suicide Squad, so you just... Run and gun and shoot things and loot things and uh, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Sure. And people are like, ah, oh, we don't want that. We kind of wanted a single player, you know, or even just a multiplayer, like couch co-op multiplayer. Uh, Arkham's in the Arkham Universe game, but this is just a, a lazy cash grab, <sighs> soulless fucking corporate, you know. Uh, Piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, the the reaction has been super negative. Um, Middling re- reviews. Well, they 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 charge people extra for early access and then shut down the servers for uh, the people when they logged on for like the whole day. So people were super pissed off. Right. Which obviously I don't blame them. I mean, you pay for early access and then they shut the game down. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't um, blame them at all. Tash, what are you thinking about this? I mean, I won't get it. <laughs> I won't get it in a million years. A game that I do want to get um, when I when I have some time is um, that RoboCop game. You know, I want to get that. Mm-hmm. It, it's I reckon that'd be a lot of fun. But this, but yeah, I mean, we always talk about these games, Rich, and how much they cost to make. I, I wouldn't too much. It wouldn't stun me if it cost two hundred million because this game's been going on for years. We've reported on this on the show. And, like, all's well and good if the game comes out and it does gangbusters. You know, then it all sins are forgiven. It's like a big movie. It's like if Argyle had taken $100 million in the first weekend, it wouldn't matter that it cost $200 million. But because if the game bombs and you're actually in the hole for that much, if not more, that really is a big hit to the studio and their cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know, because these it's games really take... It's, it's why so many gaming studios get shut down, man. Yeah. It's like Rocksteady. When I think of Rocksteady, I think of those great Arkham mm. games. Um, well, again, they've definitely hurt their, their brand name with this game. Yeah. They should have done the Turtles game. Tash, can you imagine if they'd done the Turtles game that I was dreaming about? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as Rocksteady. Oh, cool. Like, I would honestly say to work, I'm not going to be coming in for a month. I'm taking long service leave. What are you doing, Dave? I'm playing Turtles. I'm just going to play with the Turtles. Just gonna, just gonna. I like, they they had it there when they were like Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. My eyes, my eyes pretty much rolled out of my head. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, really? Must we? I'm a bit over it. Like, I'm like, give me turtles, give me something fresh. You know, like turtles is a big property. It's a well known. You know, like Suicide Squad, they've kind of been doing it in the movies. Like they've had a few tries at it. 
feels like it's a bit played out for now. Like, Turtles, it's like, give us a Turtles game with all the different fighting styles, you know. Well, well, I'll tell you what. I don't mind the idea of a Suicide Squad game, but you know where they dropped the ball? Mm. Instead of it being Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League, it should have been Suicide Squad, uh, hunted by Batman. And you basically play, and you are literally being hunted by Batman. Like, you yeah. got to get away from Batman as a Suicide Squad. Like, you got to take on these missions, but Batman is there, yeah. like, trying to take you down. So you're literally bad guys trying to outsmart Batman. Yeah, that that cool. could have been an interesting concept for a game, not not the shit that they gave us. Yeah. Well, great idea, Rich. Too bad you weren't there at the table when it was pitched. Um, and, it, like, you know, there's part of me where I'm like, oh, you know, for a second there, I was like, maybe it'd be cool fighting Superman and stuff, but... The way people are just... You, you just know when a game's a stinker, I think. You know? Like, if this game was free on... um, You know, not free, but, like, in the included in the Games Pass or whatever. Yeah. Check it out. But I'm not paying my heart. And, like, games are expensive these days. They're over 100 bucks in Australian dollars, a new release game. You know, 99 110 bucks. It's a lot of money to put out for a game that you're only going to get 14 hours out of play out of. You know? Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned. Well, no. To, again, to be fair, it is an online game, so mm. it's it's not. It may be like a 14 hour story game, but then you they expect you to replay the game, keep playing it, right? In the multi stuff to get the best gear, get the best weapons. Sure. Blah, like blah, like, blah, like, like Destiny. So yeah, it's a it's it's like COD. You know what I mean? It's like mm. yeah, it's a okay. it's a short campaign, but you're expected to keep playing it online over and over and over. Cool. But then there has to be a, a rewarding experience for the players, and clearly it's Well, the not. point is you've only got four characters. Like, Who are the like, characters? Harley, I'm sure. Who else? Yes, Harley, Deadshot, King Shark, and King Shark. Boomerang. Boomerang, okay, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just super... I'm super underwhelmed by the whole concept. So, you Tash, you're giving this one a pass? You're, not miss, you're, you're saying no, uh, thank you? Yeah. yeah, indeed. I'd rather play Shredder's Revenge, the Turtles game. You know? <laughs> I, I tell you what, 2024 is the year I'm going to really get into Turtles. I want to get a Turtles party wagon. And I mean, I don't mean a toy, I mean the actual wagon. You know, drive around. Well, Alicia and I really enjoyed, we played and finished that the new Turtles game that came out. What was it? Shredder's Revenge. Last That's year? what I just mentioned, Shredder's Revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played that one and we finished it and it was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, there we you go. We had a lot of fun playing that. So you've got a functioning relationship. You're, you're, you're doing <laughs> stuff like that and, like, you're having fun. You know, you're living life. You're living life. Here I am thinking about statues of myself. <laughs> Somewhere along the line. You know, there was the other day, um, Michelle was like, um, how is she in the morning? She's like, oh, good morning, how are you? I said, somewhere along the way, my country lost track t- 25 years to welcome me back. I just quoted Johnny Castro when I woke up. I was very proud of myself. And then she rolled her eyes and she did. She, oh, she looked at me like, what was that? I was that she was like, was that Johnny Cash? I'm like, yep, it was because <laughs> when we're driving this is kind of a cute couple story I when we're driving in my benevolence when I'm driving I allow one song for her one song for me you know and I go guess what it's, guess what I'm going to pick to her and she goes General Lee I go you got it <laughs> <laughs> I go you got it first time around I go I'm considering two songs one of which is General Lee <laughs> um, yeah I saw Aquaman 2 and can I say this? Visually, it's consistently very impressive. Um, the story is very thin, um, but it was vis- actually visually very impressive. I will actually say I was stunned 
by how good this movie looked. Um, for a lot of scenes, for a, you know, a lot of oh, Nicole Kidman gives one of the most worst performances ever. I actually said, uh-huh. I said, um, I said, so just like all of her movies. I just said to Michelle, like, can you fucking take this seriously? Like Nicole Kidman's is always like the actress's actress. Like, she's so shit in it. Like, it's such a bad fucking scene. Like, like, is anyone buying her as this action star? You know what I mean? Like, she looks like if she goes into the sun, her face might melt. And you know, like, just the whole. I just yeah. When she was. When you're watching her, everyone gives Amber Heard shit, but, like, Nicole Kidman, like, was just, oh, just, there's that one scene where she's in it, like, and it was just like, oh, God, she's so bad. Like, really. And, and look, honestly, he's actually close to unbearable, too. Um, he's so happy with himself, Jason Momoa, in this movie. Like, he just, yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, he's just reeking of just, like, ego, you know, like, yeah, look at this. Uh, but the director, James Wan, it is a beautiful-looking movie. Like, and Michelle said, she goes, it's Star Wars underwater. And like, it is. It is really spectacular visuals. Um, I will say that for it. Other than that, it, there's not much to write home about at all. It's very generic, like a lot of these movies. I mean, they are what they are. But, Rich, have you caught any of this? No, 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 not yet. Look, I'd be interested to get your thoughts... When you see it, it's not... Look, it's not great. I'd give it a six. But it is visually, they did a really good job. Um, Tash, have you seen any of this? No, I, I hated the first one, so not a If chance. you hated the first one, this one's worse. But it probably looks... It, they've spent a lot more money on it, and it looks good. It's very good looking, um, but it's not, it's very, very shallow. Um, I, you're probably lucky, Tash. Last week, I reviewed the Marvels, which I thought was just fucking awful but you know um you loved it didn't you love i didn't love love it i oh, had fun wow we are I can, can i just say in so many ways we're peas in a pod but i just do not yeah. understand how anyone could enjoy that film i thought it was so like you know who was good in it ms marvel was good she was and, so good in no it. she was no she was easily the best thing in the movie and Brie Larson was okay in a very cluttered, really bad, really bad script, bad directing, bad writing. Which is insane because oh. the directors actually, like, made some awesome oh, stuff. But they were just, they stunk up the joint. But I don't know what happened. Yeah, like, I, I will say this. I'll tell you what happened. Disney Marvel happened. Mm, well, I tell you who was the character that they should have deleted sulky black captain marvel she was fucking awful like wow you know black girl magic come on yeah dude imagine a character that just sulks this was this character she's just she's meaningless and the and the whole movie i said to michelle well we're, we're just waiting for beast and it was a chore it was a fucking chore i did it for the show i was trying to be nice to tash so i could say something nice but i said i can't lie i can't lie even Wait. My favourite mm. line, though, is when um, I think the Miss Marvel is, like, falling through the air. It's close to the beginning. Yeah. She's falling through the air and Carol goes to, like, save her. And then she says, he uh, Nick Fury says to um, Monica. Monica? Yeah, Monica Rambo. You need to fly. And she's like, I've never done it. And he's like, well, get on then. 
and she takes off, but their powers switch, and Carol slams into the floor, and Nick Fury goes, oh, it's, it's just Carol. It's fine. I lost it. I thought that was so funny. Wow. I mean, it was just one of the hijinks of the whole thing. I like what it made me. It's desperately trying to be a comedy, but it was just falling really flat. Michelle and I were like, this is actually one of the worst things we've ever seen, like in a mainstream movie. But I will say this the, the girl who plays Ms. Marvel, she's absolutely fine. In fact, she is easily the best she's thing in great. that, easily the best thing in that picture. Uh, it was also very, very, very cluttered. Very cluttered. There was a lot going on, and it was. It had a sort of like, I don't know. It was going for a lot of hijinks. I, I, I kind of know what they're trying to do, but I just think they bump, they bungled it really badly. And but anyway, so we got to yeah, the end. Story. Yeah, it's got a really bad story. But they got to the end though, and Beast and Jesus Christ, he looked good. That he looks like yeah, the com- didn't he? he looks like the comics rich, like the nineties comics, kind of like. Oh, okay. Dude, uh, no, that's very interesting because everyone who saw that said he looked awful. You well, literally only two people I know wow. who are saying that he looked awesome. I loved it. He, you know what he looked like, Rich? Do you remember um, in the nineties TV show and like the comics of the time? It's 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 mm-hmm. it's very I much. That, I, I know that they said that, but they said that it looked really bad CG. Well, I, look, I liked it. Um, it definitely looked you know, like... that's CG. just very interesting. Like I said, yeah. you're the only two people that have said that of all uh, the people. Oh, no, well, the put it this way. I hated the movie. So, you know, I hated the movie with a passion. But I did love his look. And it's literally like he goes, oh, my friend Charles wants to speak to you, and then walks out. And, and I was like, wow, that actually got me pumped. So... It was a chore, but I did it for the show, and I did it for you, Tash, because I wanted to have something to discuss with you. Yeah, we made it through, and believe you me, it was a slog. Um, but we, <laughs> but we got there. I mean, I've I've watched bad movies before, so it wasn't the first time, and um, I felt a bit sorry for the Ms. Marvel actress because I thought she deserved a better movie than that. Um, actually, I because we watched the show as well, and I and and you know my feelings. I couldn't care less about Ms. Marvel, but we watched the show, and we were like, look, it's okay, and she was okay in this too. You know, I like the mother. And all that, oh, the mum was so yeah, good. like that. Her whole thing is is actually good, you know what I mean. But it's ruined in this movie, which is just so cluttered. I watched Rich, a movie that I was thinking of you the whole time. Have you ever seen the John Wayne nineteen seventy four McHugh? Where he, I have not, dude. You should check this movie out. It's basically I don't know if people know this. Um, Dirty Harry was originally going to be a Sinatra movie. And Sinatra turned, yes, Sinatra, I did actually know yeah, that. Sinatra turned it down, and it went to John Wayne, who turned it down because he didn't want Sinatra's rejects. Eventually, of course, it went to Clint Eastwood, who was a star on the rise, and it became super iconic. Um, this is him basically doing his Dirty Harry four years later, and it's you look. Know, I mean, the similarities are quite obvious when you watch it. Um, it is a good movie. Uh, it's very different. Actually, he's toned down a lot more than you would expect from John Wayne. Like, the, obviously, it's John Wayne. We all know what you're going to get. But yeah, not nuanced. I would just say he's a little. He's just toning his act down a bit. He's playing a bit older. Um, I enjoyed it. I actually, Rich, I'd be interested to get your thoughts on this movie if you watch it. McQ, nineteen seventy four. Pretty solid movie. Um, Tash, where are you on like the seventies movies and stuff? You know, I'm a, I love all this stuff. Like, do you get into this? Like, what 
like seventies, like, like the 70s, like Jetty Harry and all that kind of stuff. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You should check this out then, Tash. Do you like John Wayne? Um, I grew up watching a lot of John Wayne stuff. Well, there you um, go. Well, maybe you should watch it as well. There you go. A bit should get your thoughts. Any for a while, and it's yeah. it's it's different. It's not a war movie, and it's not a western. It's set in the seventies, nineteen seventy four. So it's set in wherever he is. I think he's in Seattle. Um, look, I look, I honestly enjoyed it. I, I watched it late at night, and it's kind of a late night movie, you know. Um, yeah, it was. I I thought it was enjoyable. Now, I didn't. I didn't actually grow up watching a lot of John Wayne movies because, obviously, when I was a kid, we, I watched whatever my dad, you know, had on the TV. Sure, and he was not a John Wayne fan. Yeah, neither was mine. Um, but I saw a lot of them. Like, they were on a lot, weren't they, Rich? Reruns and stuff. Like, oh, God, Jesus. Yeah. There was always so many. But that's what I said. Was like, he would be like, nope, not watching John <laughs> And he'd find something else to watch. Look, he's... The thing I... I don't... I, he's in some great movies, like... But that aren't necessarily... He, he's the reason they're great. Like, Rio Bravo, Longest Day. I mean, they're great. They're, they're, they're great movies. But, um... This is a good one because this is kind of more of a... It's a bit of a character study and it's got a dirt, real Dirty Harry vibe in it. Like, I I enjoyed it, actually, to be honest. M- much more than I expected I would, too. Actually, the first John Wayne movie I watched was actually at school, yeah. which was... Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, God, the one when they're in the fort. Uh, fort Apache? No, 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 no. Oh, fuck, it's the famous... Rio Bravo? Rio, Rio Lobo, Rio Grande. What's um, what was this? Davy Crockett and all that. Oh, and the Alamo. The, f- the Alamo. Yeah. The Alamo. That's it. Yes. That's a the great Alamo movie. was the first. Yeah. The first John Wayne movie I watched. That's well, a not, great I mean, movie. It's not a John Wayne movie, but it's like an ensemble movie. He plays Davy Crockett. He plays Davy Crockett in that one. That's a great movie. Mm. He plays a very aged Davy Crockett. I never thought Davy Crockett was that old, and he fought at the Alamo. Flew at the Alamo. Yeah. But beside the Texas flag, it waved on, though. We were, see, we're doing lines from Ragged Old Flag. <laughs> oh, you just do lines from anything. She, she went to Korea, Vietnam. She went where she, where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, check it out. Uh, Jesus Christ, check out the Alamo. I tell you what, if you want to do yourself a favor, watch the Alamo with John Wayne. It's a good fucking movie. You'll have a good time. Seriously. Bring a bucket of popcorn tash to this one. It's long. Seriously. Bring a soda, because you're going to be in for a long haul. It goes for about three hours. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, you know. I think I saw it as a kid. It's good. It's good. And anyway. I think I was really interested. Yeah. yeah, but you're coming back now as an adult. You're growing up. Yeah. You never did a remake with that, and I know it had Billy Bob Thornton. I was just about it. to mention it. I was just about to mention it, Richard. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's not bad. Billy Bob Thornton plays uh, Debbie Crockett, actually. Um, it goes a bit more into the politics behind it too. It, like, I actually don't mind the remake. Um, it's obviously a little bit more, Rich, would you say, cynical, um, mm-hmm. geared towards more modern audiences. It's got a really good scene though with um, Santa Ana, which is the um, general against them, and Davy Crockett uh, tries to sniper him and gets his, you know, gets his, basically shoots his hat off instead of getting him. He's a long, long way off. Like, it would have been a miracle shot. And anyway, there's a scene where they're talking to Billy Bob about, 
you know, they're basically facing impending death. And he, he goes, old Davy Crockett, um, the legend, he goes, if it was just old, if it was just David Crockett, um, the, whatever he is, the woodsman or something, I could just escape over these walls and um, get out of here. He goes, but the legend of David Crockett, he can't ever escape. He's like, mm. he's, he's trapped in here for the end. And I was like, man, that's a good scene. It's, it, oh, I actually don't mind the remake. I don't know what the reviews are yeah, all like. Yeah, it wasn't awful, but uh, I still prefer the original. I prefer the original too. It's, it's, it's almost just like, it's such an iconic moment that it's just interesting to watch a modern depiction. You well, know, it's in, yeah, because it's interesting because in, in like the John Wayne one, it's you're watching a movie about heroes. Yes, you know what I mean, uh, larger than life characters, and in the remake, you're watching more uh, flawed, normal people. You know what I mean, yeah. like regular, exactly people in a situation. So it's very, very different. Um, like Davy uh, Crockett in the John Wayne version is just your flat out stereotypical all American folk hero. Literally, mm. that's what he is. Whereas in the remake he's given more nuance by Billy Bob, who plays him very well, actually. And Billy Bob. And it's kind of more... the tr- It's it's kind of like, you know... But also, though, it's a bit more boring, whereas the, whereas the original is quite an exciting movie. You know, it's quite dramatic. I, I want to say I think it's the only movie that John Wayne directed. Uh, he may have had a co-directing mm. credit on a couple of other movies, but I know he directed that one um, he may have stepped in for the director, but yeah, he, he has a directing credit on that movie. And I think there's one or two other ones that he had a co-directing credit, but he did, he, that was like a passion project of his, um, the Alamo. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. 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 Now, Rich, I'm going to hand over to you. You're the big, I remember when it came out, Gina Carano, when she got fired. So do you want to give us the news item here about Gina Carano suing Disney? Uh yeah, uh who who wrote this? I think Michael Kellish, man. Okay, because I'll, I'll read it up till the you, you can take over from the meanwhile where it gets a bit snarky. Okay. Uh, Gina Carano sues Disney and Elon Musk pays for her lawyers. Karina filed suit against Disney Tuesday for wrongful termination, claiming the company discriminated against her for her religious and political beliefs while taking a blind eye to co-stars' controversial statements like Pedro Pascal comparing Trump to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> she claims the fine was over her refusal to conform to Disney's views on BLM, pronouns, and far-left agenda. The lawsuit is seeking $75,000 in damages, and that Lucasfilm recasts her character, which seems pretty pathetic as Mandalorian has run its course, that's in brackets, where Elon comes into the story is when he pledged to fund lawsuits for X slash Twitter users who claim they face discrimination from employers over their usage on the platform. That's interesting. It's an interesting business case. Because essentially she was, uh, I mean, like, quote-unquote, anti-trans statements. And wasn't that the reason? It was something like that, wasn't it, Rich? It was something along those lines. No, it was apparently because she just used the... What did she say? She was saying... I think she used the Holocaust as a reference to something. Oh, okay. Oh, well, talking about neighbors or something like right. saying that you know, uh, you know, back in the day when people when neighbors didn't speak up, you know, that and some of them would like hunt their own neighbors in the street. You know, she was just making like stupid comparisons to oh, to um, like witch hunts and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, and like the Holocaust and all that, and rounding up you know your neighbors and all that sort of shit. Right. Yeah, I always look. I look. Frankly, I I I hate Disney in a lot of ways, and I hate the way they preach this left woke agenda when at the same time they're doing business with fucking anyone will take their money. 
they have absolute and and they're screwing everybody their employees just they're, they're just screwing so hard as a corporate and yet they preach this supposed like it's you know like moderate stance where they're far from anything but they're the biggest capitalists in the fucking world they're they're a greedy corporate basically with almost no scruples in terms of who they'll do business with so I hope they lose. I, I hope they lose just because I hate them that much. You know, and I'm glad well, the world's richest man's the, funding her. Yeah, I mean, look, the problem is, is whether, I mean, whether you, you're being silly or people don't agree with what you say on, on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck it's called now, mm. like, you've got to be careful as a company of your double standards because mm. if some of your employees are also making outlandish comparisons or claims and they get a free pass sure but others who maybe are on a difficult political spectrum or side or party or whatever also make stupid mm. silly comparisons you i don't think you should be you should be saying listen we don't get involved that's their personal opinions or whatever as long sure. as they're not like saying anything egregious or like you know um things that lead to like harm and violence or whatever like you got to cut it both ways. You can't... I don't think you can be... I don't well, think you can well, They're, they're, they're just trying to anyway. appear... They're trying to appear progressive when they're anything but. You know? Mm-hmm. The only thing Disney give a fuck about is making money. That's all they care about. They don't care about quality. They don't care about user experience. They care about fucking the greenbacks, basically. And it's but, just... And to so, fair, most companies do. I mean, I that's know. just a fact of life. I mean, that's I not... Know. You know, it's, I'm certainly not going to say they're horrible because they do what every company does. Oh, I just have an issue with double standards, that's all. I have a huge issue with the business they do with China, frankly, and, and, the, and the human rights abuses there that they just turn a blind fucking eye to, you know? And then they'll Again, fight. They'll most fight companies them. do. Every yeah. company who claims yeah. to be progressive have got yeah. probably sweatshops and shit somewhere. True. No, true, true. But that's where I find it so sickening. That's where that's why I hate it so much because they'll do that, you know, knowingly, knowingly at the board level they'll mm. do that, and then they'll turn around and I'll be firing Gina Carano for whatever the fuck she said on Twitter that that caused the most minor shitstorm of all time that we've all forgotten. You know what I mean? Like it's just that's why I hope they lose. They it's it's more of a moral thing for me. I I don't really give a shit about her, but I you know it, it's like I hope you lose because of that. You know, because of, I just think they're just sickening. To be honest, I don't know. I, I hate them in a lot of ways. Tash, where are you on this? I mean, she seems like a, I don't know, kind of crap human anyway. <laughs> so if they could lose, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I know. I don't love her either, but I don't know. I just, oh, I'm just curious what she's done to uh, as a crap person. I have no idea. I mean, she. I mean, like, like, what, what crap has she done that's different to everyone else's crap, like in Hollywood or whatever? Like, I'm just curious, like, what puts her above everyone else's crap that they do? I'm not into people who are like at the height of the COVID pandemic. She apparently was mocking people wearing masks and wouldn't adhere to it on set. She then threw away, and her career can't be that important because she threw away an entire movie because she refused to wear masks and be vaccinated. 
So, I mean, having seen how many people died, and clearly she doesn't have an overwhelming, like, love of protecting others, so, not next. Okay. Okay. I love it. Well, a divisive character, some would say. I mean, I'm just in it for the fucking uh, headaches it gives Disney. Uh, but, uh, interesting. Now, we have some Dragonlance live-action TV series news, Rich, and I'm very sad to report it's dead. According to would-be showrunner Joe Manganiello, Dragonlance is not a property Wizards of the Coast is interested in developing currently. Some of the reasons mentioned were the sale of Hasbro's movie studio E1 and the complete failure <laughs> Sorry. The Dragonlance Warriors of Crin board game, an $80 game which had to be liquidated to Ollie's by the truckload, currently selling for $10. Every store nearly has 100 in stock. Manganello even offered to buy up the property with some outside financiers, but Hasbro CEO Zaz Tam, the necromancer rich, uh, balked at the <laughs> offer, laughing manically as he crushed the hopes and dreams of Dragonlance fans everywhere. Well, it's a sad day. I was going to say for humanity, um, for D&D, for Dragolance, for Margaret Weiss, for Tracy Hickman. Joe Manganiello, I will say this. I know he's, like, you know, keeping his career alive with this D&D shit, but at least he tried to buy it. You know, like, I give him credit for that. He, he actually tried to get a finance team together to actually get the property, because that is the dream of a lot of people. If I could just buy the Spider-Man property... You know, if the company would be in just bad enough shape, they could actually sell it to me, and then you could do your own shit. So I, I, I totally, I dig that he's he wanted to do that because he's like mm. obviously got plans. Um, you almost wish that they would do it because they, it's not like they're doing anything great with Dragonlance. You know, Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro. No, no, they're not. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm going to say it again, and not for the first time, Rich. Is this something where? you would almost like some sort of civil action, civil unrest, wrest control away from the corporates, set up a pirate studio out of Venezuela, um, you know, broadcast, uh, you know, Dragonlance content from, from a secret location, underground, dark web stuff. What do you think? No, I think people should just make their own shit, man. Yeah, okay. Like, that's right. I take my hat off to the Pathfinder guys. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. uh, they set out. They make it. They made a company. They wanted to do their own sort of D and D stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they've had a lot of success. And thank you know, lucky for them as well. D and D's made some stupid fucking Wizards of the Coast have made some really bad decisions. Yeah, um, sure. business wise, which has benefited them. They've capitalized on it. So, um, I yeah, instead of trying to buy the property, I know, again, I know it's hard. I know it's not easy to build a property, but it's good to build try and build properties to try and build competition to try and build because if you do well one of two things is going to happen you're going to either put the other ones out of business who've dropped the ball and then maybe even then you can buy up their shit anyway yeah or you're going to force them to elevate their shit and then you've got two good products instead of just one so yeah like joe magnell if he wants to do something just fuck, go do if you've got the money go do your own thing oh, well, you, you know you've got a bit of name recognition behind you that's exactly what i was you, thinking he's got a bit of street yeah, cred. Own thing he, he's got the same sort of street cred that those people who did critical role had you know like the yeah. nerds know who he is and he has that nerd respect love so the, it's a niche market but he does have it what better time to strike out and he hires you, and know, you need someone to fill the niche market 
Yeah. Like, but, you have to have any. That's why I always laugh with all these companies where they want to make everything be, ma- you know, oh, we want to hit it big. We want it to be mainstream. We want, you know what I mean? It's like, you know there's niche. Yeah. There, there's always going to be niche people. There's always going to be niche people. Someone has to fill that niche. Yeah. yeah. Someone has to be the niche market. Like, it has to be someone. No, I totally agree. And, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, he, but he has that, he has enough of a name that D&D fans respect him. For fuck knows why. I don't know what we do, but we do. Just because he's a huge fan, it seems like. So he puts together a team. He has some input, but he puts together some... Whatever he wants to do, like he wants to do a TV show, maybe put out like some sort of, you know, licensed books or something and then and then build into a show. Like, it's not like D&D is so fucking original that it can't be replicated. It, it's a replication of its of other shit anyway. You know, like sword and sorcery, wizards, fighters, clerics, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's it's just the most popular version. So you could do a clone of it, just like the Critical Role people did with this Vox Machina stuff. I know you hate it, Rich, but mm. it's very similar to what they do, I think, in their show. It's just animated, Yeah, look, I mean, again, I hate it. I have no interest in it, but I wish them luck. Yeah, and... Like, that's the difference. I think people think that because I hate something... Like I wanted to fail. It was like because I go, oh, I hate it. I don't like that yeah. shit. They're like, oh, you you wanted to fail. I was like, no. Good luck to them. Yeah, I, it does. Not everything has to be for me. Sure. Like if if I watch it and I'm like it, hey, sure. knock yourself out. I hope you get a good fan base because again, if you do well, hopefully that'll elevate or make other people pick up their game to want to compete and all that. So I'm down for that. Very open-minded, Rich. You're very much a rounded human these days, aren't you? Seriously. I try to be. I don't. I don't try at all. Um, Tash, I don't know if you were listening the other day. You know how I love the show The Fugitive? Yeah. I said it's to Rich, what did, you, what did you say? It's all you talk about. It's true. I said to Rich, what if it went for 30 seasons? Can you imagine if he was on the run for 30 years? Seriously. It would be... Because he was going to go to the death house. So, actually 30 years on the run. Like, do you feel that was a missed opportunity? that they finished it at four seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Man, imagine. David Jansen punched out in about 1980 and The Fugitive finished at about 68, I believe. So he could have gone on for 12 more years. Heavy smoker and drinker, obviously. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. I mean, he's constantly smoking in the show. I was watching Green Berets the other night with um, John Wayne, and he was smoking in that too. He was a heavy smoker who brought it into his shows. He's like, you know what? No need to, no need to cut during the you know scenes. We can bu- we can build it into the story. <laughs> They're like, do you really need to smoke in this scene, David? Yes, I do. Yes. The answer to that question is yes. Um, James Cameron is already mulling over Avatar six and seven. I enjoyed I enjoyed Avatar too. I don't give, give like I'm not saying it was fantastic, but I I enjoyed it. Rich, what do you think about six and seven? Are they going to be happening in your lifetime? Okay, <laughs> like yeah. listen, I I think he needs to stop planning that far ahead. And and how about you like sort out the trilogy first, then then tell us what you're thinking of for the other ones. Well, it's what, also a bit yeah. it's also a bit silly to think. To think that far ahead, like I'm not saying you don't, you can't have an outline, mm. but like you may change your mind depending on how the movies go or the storyline progresses. You may change your mind. I don't see the point of getting too. Well, I think a lot of it is the fact that he films them together in lumps, so he's got Avatar three a lot of it in the can, you know. 
Yeah, but he's not even talking about four and five. He's talking about six and seven, dude. Like, I mean, yeah, he's, really, he's missing a, a few. The only problem I have is how long can this guy live? I mean, I'm 49. What's what's James Cameron? Have we got an age on that, Rich? Can you can you do us a favour and check out the age, please? He's got to be 70, at least. At Thanks. least. No. Surely he's only he's 69. 60. 69. Yeah. How, how, how old? Close enough. He's almost 70. 69, my favourite number. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, 12? Richard, some of us are just here to have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a presidential address. Would you agree, yeah. Tash? And I'm just asking, are you having fun as a 12-year-old? <laughs> I am. I'm having a lot of fun, actually, yeah. And and someone out there will have laughed at that joke. Would you agree, Tash? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Tash. Um, yeah, thank you. From now on, Tash will be the regular co-host. Rich can come on when he wants to. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Richie's like, good, I'm done. <laughs> do I do I have to keep going tonight? Can I just, can I just finish and just go to bed? Um, you notice? <laughs> yeah, no. Rich, we signed a contract in Blood by the Crossroads, my friend, so unfortunately you're doomed. Um, now, there's yet another CGC scandal. Rich, would you like to take this one away? I know you love your scandals, and Michael Kellishim is... Well, I he, think, I think got, you've confused me with you. He's got an axe to grind, Michael Kellishim, with this CG, CGC... See stuff. I tell you what, like, I've always been that guy who just doesn't give a fuck about grading comics. I, I, I like, maybe in another lifetime it would have mattered to me, but in this lifetime I've never cared. I guess because I just prefer them in hardbacks anyway and my collections. Um, Rich, take us away with this scandal. Where are we? All right. Yet another scandal for Dave. CGC, the comic. Book grading company is filing suit against two former employees claiming they stole customers' comics and flipped them online using bogus CGC labels. According to the docket filed in Florida court, the company is seeking $2 million in damages, something I doubt these two have. Um, there's a documents. Okay, uh, we'll have to read the documents there. But apparently, yeah, the two guys have been caught doing shit and caught they're going to be sued shit. for $2 million, apparently. Wow. So so CGC is suing their own employees? Well, former employees, it looks like. I don't know if they fired them because of this or if they maybe quit and then they found out. Right. Um, it's interesting. But okay, like, that's just the district court, so that's just the filing. This ties into uh, last week. Remember when there was a thing about there was a scandal of oh, stuff hitting on eBay? It looks like the employees may have been related. Okay. Complaint against Ayana Terrazas and Brandon Terrazas. So wow. it looks like they may have been... Husband, either, wife, or brother, sister? I was going to say, yeah, either, either brother, sister, or, or husband, wife, or something. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on what state it's in, I guess. <laughs> I'm trying to make the story more spicy. <laughs> They've also been hit with incest charges. Um... I feel like there's a movie here, and what's in my head right now is going to be pretty exciting. You know, um, I think people are going to show. I think people are going to show up for this one, Rich. You know, um, you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Let's, let's 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 not get too carried away. I don't know, but like all I know is that Michael Kellishim, he is death riding the CGC rip-off artists like you wouldn't believe and I'm here for it oh I found my news item Suicide Squad is going to clock in at around 9 to 10 hours of uh, get capture time 
hours of game time, possibly a little shorter if you don't do boss fights with under-level characters. And I said, what a fucking rip-off. I'll never buy this game. But that was before Richard told me it was all online. <laughs> so so I, was re- I, I, was, I was reacting to the news, Rich, as usual. Last episode, Rich, remember you were saying something about you like to wait and see and you don't get fooled by the headline? And I was like, yeah, that's never happened to me. Like, well, yeah. Well, again, only because I've I've just learned that too, there's too many quote unquote journalists these days who do all their journalism via Twitter or sure. X, whatever it's called. Yeah. So they basically just read something on Twitter and then report it as news instead of actually doing any fucking yeah like work. And they then work. the people who do do the work they come out a couple of days later with the actual fucking like story and the facts and all that. So I'm generally, I always wait mm. to see you know the actual. Well, because, yeah. that's me, an investigative journalist like me. You know, we take our time, we gather our sources, um, we type away in the dead of the night, we drink a lot of coffee, um, we're living on the edge. It's it's where we like to be. Living on the edge. Yeah, living on the edge. Um, yeah, one day we're going to get to the bottom of things. It's it's going to get to it. It's going to get to it. Maybe Lee Majors has all the answers. You know? He was there. Maybe he does, Dave. Yeah. Now, um, I had a news item brought to me by Michael... If Dave was a school teacher, I already love it. A middle school teacher, this is a real life story, is being praised for playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey to teach his students about the Greco-Persian War. Um, <laughs> like what? Are we sitting there watching this fucking guy play? Social studies teacher Mr. McCutty uh, posted a short video on TikTok which has over 2 million views showing him playing Assassin's Creed to illustrate how the battles occurred. Apparently it works... As one commentator said, they passed a history test on the Boston Tea Party after playing Assassin's Creed Three. That I could understand. Bullshit. No, I could. No, I could understand that because they, it does cover some historical facts. So you, you. No, would... no, no. He did study in Dave. The game maybe helped him a little bit sure. and put it into context and all that. But he didn't pass his fucking exams <laughs> just from playing the game. Okay. All right, Rich. Calm down. Um, I've played a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins and Valhalla. I think I could pass a study on the Vikings. Easily. Actually, Easily. But you know what's so, you know what's so weird is Easily. that that's not even the best thing to try and teach students on how the battles happen. Total War would be so much better uh, used to show how battles happened. Yeah. Uh, look, I've not played a lot of Odyssey. I, ironically enough, I just downloaded it the other day uh, on my PlayStation. And um, there's, this, there's, I mean, look, there's the scene at the start where it's the 300 scene. But, like, is that it? Like, oh, wow, check it out. Like, you know, you can watch 300. Seriously. Dude, there's, there's these YouTube channels, right, who they talk about historic stuff and all that, and they actually use Total War mm. footage yeah. and stuff, like, for, like, battles and all that, and it looks really good. Like, I don't know. For just me, personally, I think that would be... Yeah. If you're going to use a tool to show people how battles sure. yeah. happened, like, with formation and shit, I don't know what you're using fucking a Now... I don't mind Assassin's Creed. Like, I know in the Egypt one, they did, like, that tour version mm. where you could sort of travel around so that you could yeah. kind of get a feel of the what it The lamest thing like. in the world. The lamest thing in the world. Without any combat, you can just tour around the fucking map. Yeah, but, I mean, that I can understand of just touring it. But if you're talking about battles, battles, I don't understand how Assassin's Creed teaches you. Uh, or, or Rich, you how can I just make this comment to you? You obviously haven't done the river raids in Assassin's Creed Valhalla where we go in and chop up the monasteries and stuff. Uh, you learn a lot on those missions, let me tell you. You you go in a boy, you come out a man or a girl and become a woman. Tash, there you go, because it's a it's a both or genders. Or you just come out of the sweaty basement dweller. Both genders are represented on the boat, Tash. I just want to mention that comment. 
Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank fact. you. And um, yeah, but what I'm saying, which is, if you wanna, if you said to me, if I was had to pass a fucking test, yeah, okay, you're like, okay, Dave, you've got a test on Viking raids. And I'm like, guess what, kids? Check this out. I'm gonna take you on a river raid, and we go and do a river raid, man. Literally in a monastery, fighting people, and we pull, and then we come back to base, and I go, there you go, kids. Now you know what a raid looked like. You could pass a test based on that. Mm-hmm. You could, you no, you seriously could, Rich. Mm-hmm. They they fucking come in off the beach. There's guys running at you. There's all sorts of shit going on. They're raiding the monasteries for the items, the artifacts, which is what they were doing. It's more tame than real life Vikings. Like there's no raping. There's no babies on spears. They PC fight a little bit. Can't have the raping. Agree, Tash. Agreed. Thank you. So. You could fall into trouble if there was a question, did the Vikings rape on the raids? You're like, no, no, I just did a real raid. No, no, no raping at all. Well, unfortunately, in real life, I believe there was. So then how would you pass your exam? No, you'd fail that question. That's what I'm saying. You, you, could, you could fall into a trap because it doesn't capture the incident as it went down. It's a, it's a dramatic reenactment. No, I, look, I don't have a problem with teachers trying to come up with new ways to reach students and all that. I really don't have an issue with that. I just think he could have used a better game. Possibly true. Um, if you want to see the Julius Caesar assassination, go to the end of Assassin's Creed Origins. It broke my heart. I did it. You still played it. I did it. I did it. And then all the other fucking guys got in behind me and was just stabbing the shit out of him. It was very unfair. It sickens me. It, to this day, it sickens me. I mean, well, if, but, this is, if this is the Matrix and it's all real, then you are the cause of Caesar's death. Oh, well, I've done more good than bad in Assassin's Creed. Overall, on the balance, I've done a lot of good things for humanity. Absolutely. For humanity, not just me, humanity. Um, I've also upgraded a lot of weapons and armors. <laughs> if that helps. Uh, Frank Castle is back. Thank God. He's been, he's been away too long. He's been away at least three months, Tash. And it's been three months too long, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Garth Ennis will write a new five-issue Max miniseries called Punisher Get Fury. Set in Vietnam. Yes, back in Nam. Nick Fury gets kidnapped by the Viet Cong, the VC. The man in the black pyjama. Um, they don't realise who they have, but the CIA does and sends in the most dangerous asset to rescue their most valuable asset, Frank Castle. Yes. This is it, man. Frank, back in Nam. Actually, it's before he's Punisher, Rich. Yes, obviously. That's wow. The way that's in Frank Castle. Wow, that one just hit me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that hit me like a fucking truck. Because you know, you know what's sad. You you know those wishing things where you drop like a, a coin or a, yeah. a penny for the listeners, and then it goes truly, you know, it goes twirling around before it goes in the hole. That's you when the penny drops. Like it takes that long because it's just circling until it, it drops down that hole. Well, I got there. I tell you what. No, I didn't say you didn't get there. I'm yeah. just saying you took the scenic route. I did. Um, I was just excited by the news item, um, but but Tash. Seriously, if you ever want to, if you're ever like, man, I want to read the best comic of all time, the best collection, Punisher Invades the Nam. It's all there in the title. Chuck Dixon and others. It's the greatest fucking comic series of all time. Like, basically, 
it's in the tail end of the Nam comic, which was set in the 60s, but they bring in Frank Castle when he was a Marine into the storylines, and then they do storylines like 30 years later where Frank is Punisher and he's do, wrapping up loose ends from that from that time period. It's called yeah. Punisher Invades. Oh, no. oh. It's it's fucking great, Tash. Like, seriously. I'm very happy it exists for you. Watchmen, better watch out because there's a new comic on the shelves. You know what I mean? That's just ready to take over. Um, it's why they don't modernise it a bit more and, and no. not have it in Vietnam. No, no. You know, I, Richard, are you saying that to annoy me? You know. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's a bit further removed now in this point in time. Maybe do something a little bit more relevant, like the Middle East or Afghanistan or something. Like, yeah. just do something a little bit different, like, you know, modernise yes, it a the little banks, bit more. The, they do in the normal comics now. They have that stupid sliding timeline. He fights the, in the fucking deserts of Pretendia, which I hate. Um, but in the in the Max universe, Garth Ennis's Max, it is from Vietnam, so he punishes older in that one. So in the Max universe, this isn't the first time that Ennis has gone back to Vietnam. This is like about the fourth or fifth time. There's been a sequence of stories set in Vietnam. Um, so it, it it fits in with his his continuity in the Max in the, in the Max line. So there you go. I have a friend who would love that. Is it me? Well, yes. But no, I bought all the Max stuff for one of my best friends oh. um, for like Christmases and birthdays because he loves Punisher too. Where was I in this? Well, it didn't buy me anything. Oh, it was before I met you, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. he, I bought it all before I met you. Do you like my jealousy? So he... Do you like my jealousy show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... This fucking guy getting all this like Mac shit like shipped to his house. I'm like, meanwhile I'm sitting here, my thumb in the air, just wondering when the next ship's gonna come in. Look, all I can say is I'm fucking excited. Like seriously, Rich, I think this could be the comic book that is it. You know what I mean? They could finish writing comics after this one, as far as I'm concerned. Get Fury. Against the they VC. Should, they, to be fair, they probably should stop writing comics after this. Against the VC, man, and the jungles of Nama doesn't get any more fucking real. Uh, here's a news flash. I, I got into involved in a little bit of Facebook uh, trolling and sarcastic comments. Do. Yeah, well, I've sort of quit doing that, but it just dragged me in. I just couldn't take it. Did anyone see Jay Z at the Grammys? Firstly, yeah. didn't, even, didn't even know the Grammys happened. Jay Z. Jay Z who I used to fucking love his stuff, he has fallen so far. And can I also say the amount of work this guy's had done on his face recently? And he's he's got the... Someone was saying he's slowly turning into the Predator. Um, he's, got the, he's got the hairstyle to match now. Well, Jay-Z of, like, the 90s rich would fucking laugh at the Jay-Z of today. He got up there apparently, accepting some award for Beyonce, like some fucking other award. And, like, he took the no, opportunity... He was ex- no, 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 no. He was accepting an award for himself. Okay, all right. Accepting, an award, for, award. accepting an award for himself. And then he took the opportunity to start having a cry about how Beyonce's won 41 Grammys but never won Album of the Year. And it was like, like, there are bigger fucking problems in the world than poor Beyonce, like, with her hundreds of millions of dollars... It just, I thought to myself, like, what has the world come to? And, and then people were like, praising him, like, how what courage it took. I said, what courage? This is possibly the most pathetic moment of his entire career. Like, he's up there, and he was calling Beyonce, this young woman here, pointing to Beyonce. I'm like, how young is she? 
Like, she's going to be 40. Like, she's not that oh, young. relax. No, but she's not that young. And, you know, but, like, uh, look, and I'm going to make a comment now, and I want to go around the table. I'm getting a feeling of vibe from Tish that she's maybe her number one fan. But, um, no. but like, Beyonce to me, mediocre. Or, no, generic and average, I would say. Like, I can't name that many good songs. Maybe two. Uh, they'll put a ring on it one. Um, Survivor was okay. Yeah, the independent oh, girls, whatever. Yeah, I know it was, but she was the big... Yeah, a lot of her best stuff was in Destiny's Child. Actually, yes. But anyway, my point is, she ain't all that anyway. She doesn't deserve 41 fucking Grammys in the first place. Like, like, where are you on this, Rich? And then we'll go to Tash, who I feel is like going to leap to the defence of uh, Beyonce. Um, um, I don't really... Yeah, about Beyonce that much. I don't listen to her music. I don't pray to her anything. She doesn't offend me, but she doesn't do anything for me. She, I don't. I forget she exists most most days. Do you feel that she's been badly treated? That she's never won album of the year, Rich? Can you think of a single album that potentially she's ever done that might merit that? No, again, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of fantastic uh, uh, musicians who have had fantastic you know, hits that have never won a fucking album of the of the mm. year. You can only give it to one bloody person a year, so... Yeah, yeah but I, th- I think the point is is that she's had an overwhelming landslide amount of wins and not one album of the year. But whose fault mm-hmm. is that? Like, she's won a lot. Like, has she put together a really good album? Has she? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, again, the, the reason I don't really rate this stuff is, the, let's be honest, Beyonce, other than singing the songs, doesn't do anything. Very true. I mean, should, I'm, I'm, no, no offense to that's for with a lot of them. Like, they don't write their music. They don't. They don't choreograph it. They don't. What? Like, if you look at most of their songs, go and look at the writers. They've got like eight, nine writers on most of their songs and and their albums. And shit. Like, all she does is rock up and sing. Like, I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> she does write a lot of her own stuff. Does she? She collaborates and samples and things like that. I'm not even that big of a Beyonce fan, mm. but. I am going to, I thought, eh, whatever, like, she has a few catchy tunes. Until I heard her album Lemonade, which blew me away. And is a decent day, album. I've heard that album. Is a decent album, I agree. But, it's, you know. it's phenomenal. She took all this rage and she just so eloquently. What's she, what she raging about? She's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. It's about her. It's about Jay-Z cheating on her. The oh, whole album is about her finding out Jay-Z okay. was cheating on her. And then she, like, put it out and made an album. It's genius. It's such a good can album. Can I ask a like, question? That's the point. You make lem- lemonade from lemons, right? But can I ask mm-hmm. a question? Can I ask a question? Do, am I the only one who thinks it might be all some gigantic fucking marketing scam between the two yeah, of actually, them? Actually, I was thinking the same thing when, <laughs> like, she was telling the, when, when Tash was like, telling the story, and I was like, oh, could be fake. No, no, he may well have cheated on it, but he's cheated on fucking everybody his whole life, so it's not exactly a surprise. So, like... What I'm saying is, like, the, the so-called rage, uh, you know, she was worth hundreds of millions and now she's worth a couple more hundred more million. Like, how much rage yeah. really was there, you know? No, that's crap. Firstly, <laughs> like, how much money you're worth has no, like, doesn't even equate to, like, your emotional betrayal. 
You don't yes. just go, oh, well, my partner just beat the shit out of me or my partner just raped me, but don't worry, I'm worth $100 million, so I don't but have she's, to care. But no one beat the shit out of her or raped her. No, but she was cheated on. That's shit. That, yeah. that kind of, like, emotional... Tina, Tina Turner used to get the shit beat out of her by her ex-husband. I know. He did. Okay, I... I, what is, like, that's so... Is my question, is my answer to that... The point is, is she made rage and she made music for that too. Why? And she was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm. She what? didn't win album of the year either. Yeah, but she didn't have as many wins overall. The point is, is that clearly the Grammys think that she's worth something to give her so many. And then she's never won album of the year. Can I ask like, a question? Who like, votes on it? Who is it? A, is it a fan vote or is it an industry no. vote? Is no, it like the Academy vote. Awards? So it's the Academy Awards. It's, it's like a... It's no different to Greta. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to use Greta Garwig with Barbie. I'm going to use Greta Garwig with Little Women. But I'm also going to use Ben Affleck with Argo. How do you have Barbie, Argo, and Little Women up for Best Picture, mm. but then not have the people who directed it not up for Best Director? I agree with None that. None of those people were up to, for, for Best Director. It's the same principle. Mm. Oh, I'm just looking up stuff here. Diana Ross won a Lifetime Achievement Award, but never, ever won a single Grammy. Hmm. Really? That that seems almost worse than her not getting Album of the Year. To me, that's worse because Diana Ross, in her day, in her prime, was as big as Beyonce, in her prime. And to not win a Grammy, I mean, that just reeks of just flat-out racism, though, back in the 70s. Well, it probably was, but you, again, I don't know how you can fully compare it because we're not in the 70s anymore. It probably was racially motivated. But what's this? But what's Jay-Z whining about anyway? Is Jay-Z whining about, like, racism, or is he just whining in general because his wife hasn't won out of the year? he's just saying, well, I think he's just saying what I just said about Greta Garwig or Ben Affleck. Like not getting best director, or yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at people who have never like won an album of the year or won a Grammy, even though they'd be like Queen has never won a Grammy. Mm. I see, I find that weird, but I like Beach Boys have never won a Grammy. Snoop, uh, uh, the Beach Boys, Sammy Davis Jr., Lifetime Achievement, no Grammys. Yeah, well, that's a fucking well, crime. Uh, Dean Martin, Lifetime Achievement Award, no Grammys. Okay, you're gonna make me cry. Stop. I'm just going through that. Maybe it's not a bigger like oh travesty. There's lots of people that should win shit that just how, don't. That's how, just a part of can life. I, can I can I just say this? Yeah, but that's again, you can't use those as like equitable examples because that's not a case of them having won an overwhelming amount and not getting album of the year. Mm. Although, I, I would say it is weird that Diana Ross and Dean Martin didn't win Grammys, considering they had a lot of hits. You know, they they had as many hits as Beyonce's had. Like, seriously, at the, you know what I mean, in the in the charts. Like, she's probably had 20, you know, big hits. And they, they had I, I, I reckon Diana Ross was probably, it's probably some degree of racism. But again, you well, can't. So, definitely say so. Like, definitely. Yeah. Well, she was in the Supremes. Careers. Yeah, but you can't compare the why? purely by time context, right? But why can't you compare? I can compare them. It's easy. Diana Ross Music came out of a musically. She came out of a girl group, became a huge solo star. Well, until into the eighties, she had Chain Reaction in the eighties. Like she was a big star for thirty years. Beyonce came out of a girl group, became much bigger after that. She's been around for what twenty years. It's pretty similar to me yeah but you can't compare the social co- context of 
Well, if but, anything, it's more advantageous to Beyonce now. Times. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's my point, though. And she still so, hasn't won. So, you know. She still hasn't won, Tash. I don't know. I don't care, really. I mean, but I, I just thought Jay-Z was pathetic, basically. I mean, also, is it, like, firstly, I, I'm going to be brutally honest. Brutally fucking honest. Because Jay-Z has always cared about one thing, and that is money. His entire career. Until just the last couple of years, he now gives a shit about Beyonce, apparently. But, like, until, until this love story, which I don't even buy into, uh, became public knowledge, he was as mercenary as they come. And I think it's a big, 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 big marketing scam. And, and to try to have a pity party for Beyonce now, it's just like, I, I think it's tone deaf. Because they are as big and as rich as they could possibly get. And, like, uh, who's supposed to feel bad for Beyonce now? Like, her fans, her B-Queen fans, whatever the fuck they call themselves, they all love her. They they support every fucking thing she does. I mean, she could she could release a silent song and they would probably buy it. Like, I just think Jay Z to me, Rich, you know, from the nineties, man. Like, he would laugh at this. This is pathetic. You know, this is this is. I he's either overcompensating for cheating on her and it became public knowledge, and we all know his his sister. Beat him up in the elevator, which was hilarious. Oh, that was good. Like, that was actually right. no, that was Sorry. that was that was that was funny. What you're saying is that he's now got a hundred problems. He has got a hundred yeah. problems, but but I also like yes, it's been a huge marketing stroke to to Maria and you know like the the king and queen and all this other shit. But like I don't know, I I I, I just think a lot of. I mean, Jay-Z's career as a singer is basically over. Like, he doesn't hardly do anything. But he wouldn't want to because I bet you his fan base from back in the day, uh, you know, they're not buying a lot of Beyonce. Yeah, but to be fair, like, Jay-Z also did kind of move um, more into producing uh, than actually uh, making albums. Yeah, he sort of slowly retired as the years went by. Like as we, as the nineties became the two thousands. At some point, I don't know exactly when. Well, to be and and again, to be fair, I can understand that because when you are young and hungry, mm. and you're rapping about your hard life, it's really hard to rap about that shit when you're now a multi million dollar. No, <laughs> I know. Yeah. guy. You know, you kind of don't really have that same yeah. experience. It's, it's probably hard to find like you know, motivation, uh, things to rap about. So yeah, get, get into. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think that's why Eminem's crap now. Mm. Yeah. Well, again, when you become older and richer and more successful, yeah, you're not, you're not hungry anymore. You're not, your hard, your life's not as hard. Like, yeah, but it's still maybe got issues, but it's not as hard as it used to be. But am I the only one here? Okay. Forget about Beyonce. Am I, am I the only one finding Jay-Z's thing now a bit pathetic? That he's just kind of the simpering puppet coming out, throwing roses. Not really. I think that happens to all older hard edge guys and okay. rappers and rock stars. <laughs> he's just <laughs> lost it. I, I guess for me, I've just lost it. They basically it. become old men, Dave. Like it's... Look at Bob Dylan. You don't see Bob Dylan getting out there and whinging about the Grammys. You know? He's just touring, man. No, you just see him <laughs> shuffling yeah, bumbling about. <laughs> <laughs> shuffling around, belly aware of what year it is. I don't know. I, I just, my eyes almost rolled out of my head. And what really sickened me, Tash, was the people on Facebook who were going, oh, he's so brave. I'm like, is he? Really? Like, 
Yeah. I don't think it's brave. Look, I I don't even think it's like that big of a thing. I think mm. he was he's I think he is making an eloquent point. It is weird that given how many Grammys she's won and it and particularly how good her last album was, how good Lemonade was, and again, I say that as not the biggest fan. Mm. But they were both great albums. But that could she's it never be won, but Taylor Swift is one? Yeah, but Taylor Swift's a bit more popular, I would say, probably. Oh, uh, she's pretty think, fucking popular. Oh yeah, she, look, yeah. she is. But I mean, I think, I think they're pretty like similar. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is, it can happen, and I and I'm no expert on Beyonce. It can happen that you drop the incredible album in the same year that the other really big artist drops an incredible album, or, or a couple do, and you just you. It's like you get nominated but miss out. You know, it, it can happen. Is all I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, I was absolutely spewing that Lana Del Rey didn't win anything in the Grammys. Like her last yeah, album was, was great. A masterpiece. Yeah, I love it. And her. yet you've got fucking Paramore winning. Like what the fuck? Paramore, what now? Still. They won over her God, this Jesus. year, and I was like, "What the fuck? Are you are you listening to the same thing I am?" Yeah, no. Oh, no, no, that's the one who did the song about me of the the gaming console, wasn't it? She did know. a song called "Video Game." No, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was that was like the first like, song ever. Yeah, no, no. I was just trying to remember. I, 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 the name was familiar. Yeah, uh, what was the song called? that she was big? The Lust for Life. No, was, the, the, so the first time I think of hers, I heard that like kind of like born to die mainstream. No, it was the oh, summer? Oh, summertime sadness. Summertime. summertime sadness. That was it. Yes, I love that song. I love Lana Del Rey. You know, yeah, me too. She's great. But I don't. Can I also make this comment? Um, as I've the older I've gotten, I care less about award ceremonies every year. I used to give a shit. I never cared about the Grammys. But I, but I did give a shit all through the 90s for uh, the Oscars. And I've just realised, as you get older, they are nothing more than just the industry patting themselves on the back. And there's a ton... I mean, you think there's politics in regular politics? Try politics in the music and film industry, you know? And the amount of backs being scratched there. So... I'm. I mean, I'm. I've never cared about the Grammys because I've, they, it's always usually like whatever's fucking big wins a thousand Grammys. Like it's just, it's just rewarding the biggest pieces of shit that pump out the most generic crap possible. You know, in general, like whatever's big, it wins a lot of Grammys. Whoopie do. You know, and when you get to the finer points of it. Who cares? It's always, you know, it's always like, oh, such and such had a big album this year. They won ten Grammys. Oh, aren't we all excited? No, not really. Not at all. But um, I just, I mean, I was also just looking at Jay-Z going, what the fuck have you done to your face, pal? He has, like, fillers in as well. Have you seen him, Tash? I didn't look super up close. Check out Jay-Z. He's got fillers going into that into those into that face at the moment, which I don't ever think is a good look. I, I, I'm sure there are women out there who wear fillers really well, but, like, these ageing celebrities never look good. In my opinion, you know, like I think it's a. You remember Courtney Cox? Yeah, she had them removed. She had them removed, but like wisely, yeah, I I felt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I just feel like it looks like he's got the fillers going, and as someone said, he's turning into predator. 
but he's a pussy. Well, the, the problem is, is because I think, and I think it never looks good, is because you are you're doing it to skin or whatever that is just normal. Mm. You know, like getting old, that's just normal. Your skin is normal, doing what it's normally supposed to do. Like to me, like plastic surgery is really supposed to be for people that had deformities, you know, cleft lips, sure. like stuff like that. But when the, the rich start using it, the problem is they're doing it on. Not when I say healthy, I just mean normal skin. Like skin that's supposed to sag now at your age, like, and yeah, so when you stop it from doing its normal thing, it looks fucking weird because it's not normal. Although you know something, I want to do. You can get this thing. The rich people do it. They inject like baby plasma into your skin, into your face uh, and stuff. I was uh, I was reading about Sandra Bullock was saying explaining how they do it. I was like, well, I would want some of that. Do you reckon in that? In fairness to plastic surgery, though, Jane Fonda. Mm bombshell and she's had tons she's had heaps yeah i know she has she has but you know yeah, but the problem with that is she's i think her and like faces. raquel welch and all that also had like this a natural like beauty that did also last mm. um, well they also had good work done too like it's a bit yeah. they probably did enough that but, didn't like, actually but that's like but that's like bodybuilders so like people that can get plastic surgery are like bodybuilders like who can get that body without steroids. Do you know what I mean? Because they, they have that, like, 1% of genetics. I think yeah. some women like her, like, that's why I say her and Raquel Welsh and all that, and um, uh, Helen, Mir uh, Helen Mirren, like, they are like that 1% that have such good genetics that their skin doesn't sort of, and they, their body don't sort of do what normal people's bodies do. And so the work that they can get a little bit of work done, and it's probably not as noticeable. And then over time, yeah, okay, maybe now when they get really old, they notice it. But I do think that's like a 1%. I tell you who looks like she's had a lot of work done, Nicole Kidman. She looks like it, there were angles in that Aquaman movie, in that scene she was in, where I was like, wow. You know, I but, she, look, but she, to be fair, she's looked like that for years, though. She like, has, I don't know. Like she's, had, like she's had work. Sorry, what was that, Tash? Keith Urban's face as well. Oh God, yeah, the two of them probably go to the same place. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't get spars together. They get yeah. they both look terrible. Yeah, they do. Well, they're both aging, and you know they're trying to hang on to their youth and whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Like, no, you know what the problem is? Is I think also a, a good point is is I think the people who maybe don't try and change their faces are a bit more successful. Mm. Like if they're just like listen, just give it a tuck, you know, like. But it's the ones who like try and change their lips or mm. try and change their cheeks because you are changing, like, it, yeah. it, to the point that obviously that's not what you look well, like. A lot of uh, so yeah. when you add that crap. Like, like, did you see the chick from um, the boys? No. So the the, the, blonde, the one that the plays uh, the yeah the blonde one in the the white and gold. What's her name? Um, I don't know what the fucking character's name is. They, they showed a picture of her. She's had, like, a massive amount of work done that she looks completely different. Like, she doesn't mm. even look like the same person. Really? Wow. That's just fucked up to me. Like, seriously. Like, Well, I, and, so and, and I, honestly, I, I think it's shit that a, a lot of these women feel like they have to do that. And the fact that Hollywood makes them feel oh, like they have to do that. She went, from yeah. being, she went from being naturally beautiful mm. to, like, porn star fucking work Ew. like like yeah like it's like that's you're not even good like to, i'm sorry to me you're not even good looking anymore wow who is well, that i want to see what this transformation is yeah um, it's, is it the, the blonde girl who from... plays starlight yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that yes a... yes star something starlight yeah that's her name in the show so super low 
start start something. Aaron Moriarty, Moriarty, something like that. Okay. Well, anyway, hey, hands up. Who saw Andor and hands no. up? Who thought it was incredibly fucking boring? Me. I oh, didn't bother. Did you watch this one, Tash? No. It oh is. Oh my god! Sorry, I just saw her face. Yeah. It is like seriously, like this show put me to sleep, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the greatest Star Wars show ever." I was like, "It was the most boring." Um, but Rich, what surprised me is apparently there's a season two. So this prequel to getting the fucking Death Star plans is like going to another season. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was actually thinking about this, and it's pretty they didn't do it because now we're getting this boring show instead, which everyone, uh, some weirdos, seem to rave about. Mm. In the movie Rebel One, I think that they should have actually had him have a complete team. Mm. Um, that she, uh, Jan, also sort of has to sort of. Uh, integrate yourself into it and then you know they all end up dying because then you could have an ando show mm. and it's about him like recruiting and, and forming that team and then becoming a rebel sort of team but the fact that it's just him it's fucking boring man i'm sorry like it's no fun in, I the, just, in that I, show i i i've i've ne- honestly almost never been more bored well, can i be honest i love that some people go oh my god it's so great because it's not like star wars then i'm like why right. the fuck would i want to watch it then yeah, I don't know, man. I, I um, everyone also. This is this is something that I find really funny. The first when it dropped season one, the first three episodes dropped together in a bundle, and Michelle and I watched all three, and it was honestly um, just incredibly dull. You know, like it's the only word I can I can use to describe it. Incredibly dull, and everyone's like, "Oh, episode four really kicks off," and maybe it does, but I'm like, why do they make that decision? to you know make it so fucking boring you know what i mean like like what why why drop the first three which are the most slow episodes and then four apparently it ratchets up and becomes awesome like that's what i don't understand like you know did you need three episodes moving at a glacial pace because that's what it was i never did yeah i don't know i'm just looking at this um the transformation of this um Erin Moriarty and um, yeah, she looks yeah, completely different. Yeah, but she's got the stuff there in her cheeks. You can see it. You know, she's got the typical oh, Hollywood. Cool. She's had yeah, lips. she's had the cheeks done. She's probably had her chin and jaw done. Mm. She's definitely had her lips done. Yeah, like it's like that's not recognizable. If you if you showed me that, I wouldn't say it was the same person. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, well, what can you, what can you say? Stick to doing, getting the boobs done, ladies. That's about it, you know. Dear God. <laughs> Thanks. I, I said that especially for you, Tash, just to... I know. Now, um, we've got a rumour mill going here, Rich. Gears of War coming to the PS5 along with other Microsoft games. Um, this apparently was big news. What did you What did you think about this one, Rich? Oh, uh, dude, these rumours have been going for, like, months now. Do you think there's some truth? They really blew up this week, though. Like, it actually hit my feed. Which tells no, me. I'm, look, uh, okay, I could be completely wrong. And apparently uh, Phil Spencer said that they're going to come out and talk about their fucking plans and all that soon. Right. But as I said, do they want to get all their shit on other consoles? Yes. But as the game pass. So when these people are saying, oh my God, the games are going to come to PlayStation. Yes, if you sign up for game pass. You know right. what I mean? Like, okay. 
They want they want to get Game Pass on Nintendo. They want to get Game Pass on PlayStation. Well, they got right. Game Pass on the PC. They got Game Pass on the Xbox. They've got Game Pass on your phone. So you I know get what I mean? Game Pass like, and I could play Starfield and I could play the new Elder Scrolls. Right, but you're still going to be doing it through the X. Like that's my. But but on opinion. but but that, on PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, correct. So okay. you can still play on the Xbox console, but you're not buying a physical PlayStation 5 version of it. Mm. You're playing the version that is on Game Pass with your monthly subscription. That's that's what I would that's what I think they would do if if there was any truth of the games going on multi-platform. Okay, I'm just going to make a comment now and, and apologies um, if this is going to sound sexist. Sydney Sweeney has a great set of tits. That's all I'll say. That's all, that's all i got to say. I was just looking at pictures. Oh. Yeah, no, well, the thing is, Tash, I, I got drawn into this web because I was looking at Erin Moriarty supposedly being so, like, shocked by how she looked. Did you but, just make a pun? No, but then it brought, you know, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, my God, it's so harmful, like, the plastic surgery, you know, and I'm getting ready for that spiel, but it brought up all these other blonde actresses, like, in the picture, and then I looked at Sydney Sweeney and just kind of focusing on certain attributes she's got. Jesus Christ, I'm looking forward to this Madam Web movie. Fuck. Fuck me. Like, I'm going to have to close this item because, seriously, the thing is, I'm so fucking excited for Madam Web, you know? Is you're, like, you're literally the only person. <laughs> no, Ray as well. He's also excited. And Phil. Yeah, thank you, Tash. Thank you. See? See, someone out there. And Tash, credit to you, I assume you, it's purely not because of her body because that's it for me, you know? Yeah, no. It, it's more a character thing it. for you, isn't it? Well, I just think it looked mm. kind of interesting. I mm. like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I think it was a good trailer. I don't give a shit what anyone's saying. Like people, are, oh, it's going to be the worst opening ever. I'm going to fucking go. I'm going to go bring proudly. Well, I don't know why they think that though. They're fools. probably because they've seen the um, Morbius movie. Um, I think it'll be better than Morbius, man. Yeah, but all, but everyone also you as well, Dave, got right. excited for the Morbius movie. So just saying. I thought Morbius did look shit. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm I'm more excited for this, and, and, and Ezekiel's in it, and and Julia Cup, like Sydney Sweeney's in it, and the other chick in it from Fifty Shades. Like it's, I mean, I'm kind of like I'm kind of thrilled. Whoever casts this movie is a fucking genius, you know, like. I'm telling you, there's a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break a news item here on the signal right now. There's a lot of fucking guys out there who are so thirsty for this movie. You know, that we're like we're literally like fucking dogs waiting for this water to come down because we need this. You know, it's been too long since we had a movie like this. Forget all this other shit. You know, all this Marvel shit. Give me this fucking Madam Web stuff. I'm ready for it. I'm. I'm excited. Tash. Honestly, I will go to this movie with you. I will watch this movie okay. with you. Yeah? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Is it out now? Let's just finish the show and go now. Yeah. I don't think it is. <laughs> I was getting excited. It's 10.28 p.m. and Dave's ready to go see a movie. Um, yeah, I mean, all I'll say is I'm so fucking pumped. Now, Rich, remember last show uh, we were really paying out on the Comic-Con cruise and the guest list they had was George Takai. Who else was it, Rich? George Takai, like Lou Fringai and someone else. It was like... All um, these yeah, I can't remember. It was like, Tash, honestly, it was like the most three washed-up people you could ever imagine. Like, oh, we put them all oh, together. It was uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick fucking Davies, yeah. Like, I wouldn't cross the street to see Warwick Davies. Like... Honestly, like, it's you to talk about Willow. I fucking hated Willow, 
you know, and... Um, oh, look, I'll be honest with you, if you ask me of the three which one I would see, if you would, like, you have to pick one, I would definitely go with Warwick Davis. Well, George Takai, I've... I've uh, he's George Takai, yeah. He's boring. He's very fucking oh. boring. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tash, Tash could have stepped in a trap there. No, 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 like, Tash, I know that, like, he's supposed to be so humorous in his later days. It's all scripted. Let me tell you, oh. I, I saw him at a supernova. It was the most boring thing I've ever done. He was bragging for 20 minutes about how he was an episode of Star Trek Voyager from, like, the 90s. I was sitting here thinking, I actually said to my mate, this could not get any more boring. And then Q, 10 years later, suddenly he's this quipster and coming up with all this comedy. It's all fucking written for him, Tash. Like, he ain't that funny. All he does is shit on William Shatner and do, oh my. I mean, that's literally the extent of this guy's comedy. I, I was um, there. I was there. Seriously, I was there. And he goes, and three cheers for when I was on Star Trek Voyager. And there was this half-hearted, like, cheer that went around the room. That <laughs> was so sad. And, he, and someone gave him a Tim Tam. And he was like, oh, this is the first thing I've eaten all day. Oh, my. And I was just like, oh, kill. Can someone just kill me now? Because, like, he sucked basically, is what I'm trying to say. And if you're stuck well, on a cruise with George I mean, Takai... That's, that's why I would have picked um, Warwick Davis, because at least I can speak to him about three franchises. Harry Potter, Star Wars, and Willow. Yeah. Well, good luck, Rich. Enjoy it. I'm because, just saying, you know, of the three, at least he would have the most that you can fucking talk who about. Who was the other guy? It wasn't Lou Ferringo, because I'd actually no, be excited. Lou Ferringo, but I can't, I can't remember. If it was Lou Ferringo, <laughs> I'd shake his fucking hand and say, you were fucking incredible as a Hulk, man. He'd love it. Well, another great pun. You're on a roll, mate. Thank you. Um, First the web pun, another incredible pun. <laughs> yeah. Really, Are you just well, doing it like without even knowing, man? It's just it's just second nature. Yeah, man. I know. It's just I'm just a comic mastermind. What can I say? Like um, I was going to say, idiot savant, but Richard, Richard, <laughs> can I remind you? You're here. You're here on my sufferance. Behave yourself when you're on the signal. We've Listen, got Tash. It still had the word savant in it. I Tash. Am I anything but ever respectful to you? You know? And you're a guest on the show. We, we try to clean up our behaviour. Okay, I may have slipped up with the Sydney Sweeney comment, but that was the one the one slip up. You know, I got a little bit excited. Now, um, yeah, we'll do our Incredible Hulk wrap-up next week, uh, Rich, because I'm just too tired to even talk about it. But um, I did want to mention this is our last news item. Sony really fucked everyone over. And... <laughs> They dissolved the Funimation user purchases and increased the Crunchyroll price, doubled it, Rich. And I thought you might have some knowledge of this. Apparently, if you were a member of this Funimation, which I assume is like an anime channel or something, you mm -hmm. had access to digital content. Sony have purchased it and they've said, oh, no, you don't get any more access anymore. So, And, and also, they increased their prices from... Fifty four ninety five US a, a year to ninety nine point nine nine US per year starting on Jan twenty eight, twenty twenty five. Well, we we have Crunchyroll. Uh, prices haven't gone up here yet. Uh -huh. um, but what do you mean by the what? What digital don't they have access to? So do they? I don't. I didn't know they sold things on Funimation. Apparently, apparently, Richard, um, if you bought DVDs or Blu rays purchased via Funimation, you had digital access in Funimation. So maybe when you bought a DVD or Blu-ray, they gave your Funimation code. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but you but you still have the Blu-ray. Like you still yes, have the physical copy, right? You do, but you've lost your digital copy. 
Your okay. digital your digital copy, which you used to be able to watch on Funimation, you no longer can. And so yeah. there's that aspect. That's been ripped away. The double prices. Yeah, but to be fair, that's not like you bought it digitally and now they're taking it away from you. That was just an, an add-on for Although buying physical. I right? will recall Discovery on in the Discovery Mac service, people buying on the Discovery channel, buying content that, that now... Uh, Warner's Discovery is saying, yeah, oh, no, that, that is absolute bullshit. Yeah, that's that's the danger of buying purely digital. Yeah, like with this, if they decide, well, we're shutting it down, you're fucked if you but what I'm saying is that okay, they're shutting it down, but you still got your physical copy. Like sure. what you bought was just like a bonus, an add on, yeah, to the physical. Okay, yeah, you've lost that, that sucks, but it's not as bad as buying it digital only, and the only copy you have is digital, and now you don't have access to it. That is. Rich, the, the what, what's, what's disappointing me in this storyline is you're not saying you're going to get like an axe and go and kill all the Sony execs, which is what I was hoping. You know, I was I was hoping Tash that Rich would and go again, berserk. I've only got the Crunchyroll because my girlfriend wants it. So I mean, yeah, but like Tash, what if the girlfriend really wanted it? You know what I mean? She's like on Richard's case day and night. Do you reckon he might go like a little postal and actually do something serious? No, what? I'm torn between no. <laughs> and maybe I'm hoping he would man I hope she, I hope I, I, no I, I would just say to listen I'm sorry be cancelling <laughs> or pay for it yourself wow okay give her the yeah give her give her the Jay-Z treatment just say look love hit your own bank account you know no look if they jack the prices up and shit and, 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 and stuff to the point I mean that's what I did with Netflix I mean Netflix got to the point where I said yeah. this is ridiculous I'm cancelling sure you know, because uh, I was that was the one that I was paying for monthly, yep. the one that I didn't cancel. But I just got to the point where I was like, I'm not watching enough, and it's too expensive. Yeah, fair mm. enough. Fair enough. Well, there is a lot of shit on Netflix these days. Um, well, Rich hasn't been as reactive as I was hoping, unfortunately. If it had been me and I was in your shoes, Rich, I would be calling bloody murder. Yeah, no, I was super annoyed uh, because I read it that they lost their digital purchases. Mm. But then I was like thinking to myself, but hang on. I'd not use Funimation, but I know uh, Alicia has in the past, and I don't remember them. I don't remember you being able to buy anything digitally on it. You made the mistake of reading the article when I just wanted you to read the headlines. That was the problem. (laughs) That was where you made (laughs) that. That was the key error you made. Now, um, I just do want to mention Essential Rogue Trooper um, is coming out. Tash, you know there's Essential Judge Reds that I collect? Um, Yeah. There's now going to be Essential Rogue Trooper, and believe you me, Tash, it is essential. You know? Seriously. Um, I just want to do last news item, not really a news item, but Bill Sinkevich did a fantastic picture, Rich, which I think he did years ago of the original Dungeons and Dragons cartoon characters, but in his own style. Um, have you seen it there? I put it in the news, Rich. Yeah, I did. You sent it to me as well. Um, yeah, you, you, you texted it to me and it was pretty epic. It's pretty epic. And see Venger there, Rich. That was the item I almost bought you, you know, but I was like, Gee, this is going to cost me like sixty bucks, you know. Yeah, <laughs> does Rich, and I'm definitely not worth it. Does no, 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 you're not worth it, Rich. Does Rich really like it that much? That was the question I had, you know. And then I got you. No, nah, I'll be honest. I I'd always feel guilty when people spend too much money on me. Really, I don't. I don't. I don't at all. I don't at all. I'm a complete whore. Like really, I mean, if I was a woman, I'd probably be a whore. You know. It just seems easier. I'm, I'm that weird person. I, I always tend to spend too much money on, like, my family and Alicia and all that for presents, and then I always, like, feel uncomfortable when they spend too much on me. Really? You know, but let's not... Well, you, you're you a good gift giver, though, Rich. 
coach. You're one of those people who knows what people want. You know, you've got insight kind of thing, you know? Insight. Something like that. Uh, Although I did get you that Frankenstein figure. I was pretty proud of that, actually. No, that was a cool figure. Yeah, that, but that was me racking my brain. Like, that was that was me. I, I was like, shit, I've really got to think about someone else here. And I was like, fuck. Like, what do I, wh- where do I start? And I was like, what do I do? I've I was, never done this but, before. But Tash, I was like writing Richard's name down on a piece of paper. And I was like, what is Richard like? And I'm like, mm, Green Lantern. And then I, then I was like, mm, and then I didn't know anything else. And I was just like staring at it for a while. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Weekly Comics. Um, first up, we had Chuck's fill-in issue of Iron Man 36. Very solid little issue. Solid one-shot from Chuck back in the day. Um, basically, he was called in, called in to, do, um, to, do a, to do a job, and he did a job, and we got some Hydra, we got some fun, and I really enjoyed it. We're so lucky, actually, because I asked Chuck about this issue and the background story behind it, because as we know, it was just a, it was just a one-shot. And as far as I'm aware, Chuck hadn't done Iron Man, and uh, I know from chatting to him, he was a big fan of the Avengers in the 60s and all that kind of stuff, so I assumed, yeah, he likes Iron Man. So, so give us the backstory on this one, Chuck. And he said, here's how it happened. Bobby Chase was the Iron Man editor at the time. She called me in something of a panic. Her Iron Man writer was in a fix and she needed a one-shot fill-in and she needed the script in three days. She had a pencil, a Paul Ryan waiting. I'd never worked with her before and imagined that she shared her way with someone in the Marvel offices who recommended me. Either that or she called every writer in a Rolodex and finally landed on me. I told her I'd help her out and got to work. I had to start cold and had never written an Iron Man story before, although I was very familiar with the character. I started by reading the newspaper looking for a possible hook. A few days earlier, news of the Kursk, the Soviet submarine lost in the North Sea, hit the news. I recalled the story of Howard Hughes and the Glomar Explorer. Look it up if you're not familiar. Amazing story. It was a perfect premise for both Tony Stark and Iron Man. I had Iron Man attempt a rescue of the Russian sailors only to encounter a mutated monster. Uh, as we know from the script. I finished the script and called Bobby to let him know I was FedExing it the next day. This was in the days before we emailed scripts and art. That's when I asked her for the cause of this emergency. I asked what had happened to the regular writer. Was he ill? Did his wife have a baby? She told me he was actually the new regular Iron Man writer and couldn't hand in his first script because he didn't have any ideas yet. That left me speechless. I want to ask things like, then why is he the new writer on Iron Man? What criteria did you use to hire him? And then why the fuck am I not the new Iron Man writer since I just pulled your ass out of the fire? But I just thanked her for the assignment and hung up. But I do get the last laugh as this, that one story has paid out thousands over the years as it's been reprinted so often in various anthologies as it's a one-off 22-page story that can always be used to fill out trade paper collections. And, I mean, honestly, guys, when you look at it, isn't it a tribute to Chuck? He stepped in, uh, he was asked by Bobby Chase, he, he punches out a story, we all enjoyed it, a very enjoyable one-shot. Um, we would have loved to have seen, you know, hundreds more Iron Man stories from Chuck, but just as a one and done, it's great, and it's still earning him royalties now. So, you know, God bless. Um, what a what what a good little one shot, Rich. You know, you know, it, it was a cool one and done. Yeah, like, and you know, I think for him that was just another day at the office. You know what I mean? I I I, I don't think he sat down and was like, you know, what I've got to rewrite the world. He just goes, I got 22 pages, bang, here it is. There you go, kids. Enjoy. And it made me want a lot more Chuck Dixon Iron Man, you know? 
Um, I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he would have. Yeah, or oh, actually, but you know what? Nick Fury. I actually would have loved the. Yeah, I was gonna say I would have loved the Chuck Dixon uh, Shield or Nick Fury. That I would. Have been fucking I awesome. would love that too. That would be awesome. I gave it seven point five. What did you give it, Rich? Yeah, it's a seven. It's a solid seven out of ten. Mm. Um, Tash, did you get a chance to read this one? Yeah, this one I read. I really liked it. Actually, I was a bit surprised, but yeah. to be honest, I kind of find I like one shots <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Yeah, they're cool. I, I'm enjoying that, um, but and I haven't read that much Chuck Dixon. So well, you've got a lot of you know gaps to fill in, and I'm just the man to help you out. I know. You know, um, you could but just... I gave it an eight. Oh, there you go. Gee, there's a reason that we invite Tash on, isn't there? I, you know, not only does she give Chuck Dixon comics an eight, but she I clean up my own act. I feel like I've been on my best behaviour. A couple of small small glitches in the system, you know? Um, Rich, you've been, I would say, better behaved than normal. I think you've been kinder. I think you've been more open-minded. I think Tash is a good influence on us. Really. I really do. Okay, fair enough. I was going to say, I thought I'd just be normal. No. Well, yeah, probably. Uh, what if Iron Man was a traitor? This is super nostalgic for me. When I um, <laughs> bought my first comic with my own money, which was an Iron Man, it was literally the same week or maybe the next week this came out. So this came out and I was like literally that guy who's like when he got into comics, we've all been there, I've just got to know everything. You know what I mean? So I bought Iron Man, like which with David McLean, he came out a couple of days before this. I was like, I need everything Iron Man. I need to buy the previous 280 shoes this iron man came a trader came out i brought it home and i was like what the hell is this and i you know i wasn't even that familiar with what what it was and i must admit reading this again and i did not remember or know that it had um god what's his name rich steve ditko did the did the breakdowns Mm -hmm. um i still remember this storyline very well and all these years later I was still like, it's a pretty solid story, what if Iron Man was a traitor? Like, I know the art's very, you know, mm. anachronistic or whatever you want to call it, like old-fashioned, but as a storyline, you know, from the dawn of the Marvel Age, I thought it held up. What did you think? I don't know. I was a little disappointed in this as a what-if, um, just because um, I kind of wanted him to be an actual traitor, like yeah. whether they brainwashed him or tortured yeah. him to the point. Like, I didn't want it to be a cop-out of, like, Sure. No, I am a good guy, and I'm like I literally wanting it to be an actual, like traitor, traitor. Me like, too. yeah. No, I know. You know I mean, if, if that's what you're calling it, I'm going in thinking, ooh, ooh, ooh Iron Man's a bad guy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's one of those not really still a good guy. And I'm like, okay, that's lame. Even even as a, a kid who bought it at the time, I thought, oh, they sort of softened the blow. I, I agree with you. I, I remember as a teenager, I was about thirteen when I bought this, twelve or thirteen. I was like, oh, wow, they really softened the blow there. And But then when I read it again, they're like, when they're like, we did the heart surgery, and they're like, his heart's almost gone. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> He's in a yeah, coma. Yeah. Um, what did you think of this one, Tash? I was a bit like Rich in that I was disappointed that he wasn't actually a traitor. Like, he was a reluctant traitor. He was yeah. still fundamentally good. I mean, I, I didn't mind it. Like, I enjoyed it, but, mm. like, I was still kind of a bit like, oh. Yeah. Like, it would have been more interesting, and more interesting what if, if it had actually just been that he was straight up. Oh, yeah, they re- they went all the way in kind of thing, which I think, yeah, exactly. w- I agree. N- looking at it now, it's like, t- 
take advantage of being a what if. Let him let him go all yeah. the way. Like it doesn't matter. Like it's that's the whole key with what ifs. Who if he if he's a full on trader, well, and you let the story play out. That's kind of half the fun. But it did feel like they sort of like kid gloved it at the end. Yeah, it it like it kind of makes it a bit like what's the point? Yeah, what what if? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is because it feels like it could also still be his actual origin. Because, like, he's obviously not dead at the end, even though, like, oh, well, you know, it's hard. We don't know if you work out. But it's like, yeah, but he could. And then it's kind of, it can still be as normal because he didn't kill anyone. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone's yeah. still alive. So it kind of feels like this doesn't really alter what he could still be. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas if he was an actual traitor that they had to, like, take down or was an actual villain, then that completely changes. Mm. Like the actual origin and the story of Iron Man. This oh, one doesn't. 100%. This one just maybe tweaks a little bit, but doesn't necessarily change it at the end of the day. One thing I loved in it was Nick Fury, and I was thinking, what's weird about Nick Fury? And I realized he didn't have the eye patch. And then the doctors, like, they had a scene where the doctors, like, you're really going to have to get that eye patch. Like, you're going to have to get that eye checked out and, and get an eye patch. I'm like, well, they're really consistent with their Nick Fury that they had to have that scene. <laughs> his yeah. his eye problems. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was interesting nonetheless. It was it was a very nostalgic pick for me. Now, what is so nostalgic for me was Iron Man two two eight. Um, this when I first started buying comics, this was the event that was going on, the Armor Wars event, and it was these very issues. These made such a massive impact on me, in that it was so built Iron Man versus Cap, and then Cap story had the sort of sequel to it and it was really i found it really interesting at the time um i bought the iron man and i i must admit i read the cap on on the shelf you know because i was poor i was like a student with no money like a tiny allowance and so i could only buy so much but i i thought it was really interesting um this armor war storyline's really good now as a treat i have i asked david michelini the writer um, uh, you know, for his thoughts and stuff on, on this issue, and like I was saying, how much I enjoyed it, and I thought I'd read it out. Um, to give you any, this is from him, to give you any accurate comments on the Armour Wars in general would mean rereading the entire series to jog my memory. We're talking about the 1980s here, and I'm afraid I don't have enough spare time to do that right now. I want to say, however, it was Jim Shooter's idea to have someone steal Tony Stark's technology and sell it to bad guys. Bob and I, Bob Layden, and I then plotted those issues. And I scripted them while Bob did most of the initial artwork. As for Iron Man 228, the main reason for pitting Iron Man and the Captain against each other was to ramp up the plot element of actions having consequences. Both of the main characters' motivations were understandable and admirable, but incompatible. They both did what they thought was right and necessary, knowing it would drive a wedge into their already established friendship, which was one of the things we hoped to plan in future stories if we had the opportunity to go that way. So I think that was just such an interesting viewpoint to have from the writer. David McLean's always been very generous with his time with me. Like, he's, he's, he's answered quite a few questions over the years, and he's a nice guy. Um, he's kind of retired, doesn't do podcasts, but I, he doesn't mind answering a question like that. And so thank you to David for that. And um, I, I just love this storyline where they're fighting each other. Um, where were you on it, Tash? The, the Armour Wars. Yeah, the the storyline. Did you read it? The one where Captain America and Iron Man are fighting each other. No, that one I missed. You missed out one of the greatest comics of all time, but that's okay. Um, 
technically he didn't fight Captain America. No, it's kind of no, it's it's he sort of more trips him and then gasses him out, doesn't he? No. He's not Captain America, is my point. Oh, well he's called the captain at that period because he was he mm. yeah, it was during he's the, in the he's actually in the US agent yes, yes. That's true. That's true. I remember this is gonna this is gonna make sound so geeky. In I remember in English class writing on my books, Captain America versus Iron Man and, and like <laughs> drawing all this shit on all my bits of paper. Like I was obsessed by this fight. Like in my head this fight was like a billion times more brutal than it really was in the actual comic. Rich, what did you think of the comic, man? Yeah, um, uh, a little bit too wordy, but really actually enjoyable. Um, I like the idea of... Um, uh, it's actually reminiscent of the actual trade that we watched, where he's trying to get his tech back. Yes. With the, the what they call the guardsmen, I think they're called. Those are those green green guys that I used to see back in the day that uh-huh. were always like... Um, um, guard the jails, you know, the, yes. the guys in the green suits. Where was that? Where did we read that recently, Rich? I feel like we've just done something like with that. Yeah, I, they, they, we're in a lot of the old Marvel stuff, man. Like, they would always show up whenever, like, um, someone's like getting detained and shit, and you know, they'd be the transport people and all that sort of stuff. So, I can't remember, what, but they've been in a few Marvel stuff, especially the old stuff that we read. Um, uh, again, always good to see Tony with the, with the um, 80s mullet. Oh, it's awesome, uh, isn't it? It's it's very uh, <laughs> uh, Miami Vice. Is this where he's got the perm yet? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. a mullet perm that he's yeah, got. Yeah, he's it really is. It really is its own beast. That haircut, isn't it? Like it's just it's so funny. It's so eighties. They should have called it Iron Vice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one thing I want to do on the signal at some point, which is we do Armor Wars, which I know we haven't done, and we keep meaning to do it, but we keep putting it off. But um. This is in Armor Wars, and this was a big moment um, between the two of them. And how about how they layer in that, like, Cap and him, they know that he's crossed the line so massively. Because they, mm. they kind of chicken out of the actual fight fight. They make it, he just gasses him more than anything. Um, to be, well, no, he actually, he didn't gas him. He mm. did stun him. He gassed the, the complex. Yeah. And, kept, and, and Cap sort of put on a mask. Yeah. But then... The other guy was was going to die, the yes, guardsman, yes. because he refused to take his mask off, and so he was suffocating, and so Cap had to sort of turn his back, yeah, and and help him, and that's when Iron Man sort of put his hand on his shoulder and did yeah. this like n- like neuralizer sort of shit like that paralyzed yeah. him, you know that like yeah, um, but the Steve was still like watching him because he wasn't like knocked out, he was like. You know, again, he was stunned, but he was, like, looking at him like, you I've, I've got a question. I think what you guys probably haven't seen is the sequel issue to this uh, was in Cap, where just at the beginning of the storyline, basically what happens is um, Cap hunts Tony Stark down in his penthouse, and they fight properly. And this is, like, literally the month after this. And um, Iron Man beats him, actually, because Cap doesn't have... I mean, Iron Man's got his armor and everything, and he beats him. And then Cap has this thing where he's like, I could devote hours and weeks of my time to, to hunting down a rogue Avenger, or I can just accept that he's making some decisions now, uh, basically, that he thinks is justified, and I'm sort of going to basically turn almost a blind eye to it for now. And that's, and that's how it ends. And he's just like, I'm going to trust that he's an Avenger and he knows what he's doing. 
and it's quite interesting and it just ends with Captain America on the balcony just looking out kind of thing but it's, he literally does get beaten in the in the fight um, mm. it's not that much of a fair fight really Iron Man no, also, Iron Man to be fair I don't think Cap has his proper shield anyway like this is like a yes yes he a, has a, a different loan shield that Tony gives him so yeah exactly yeah but but even with his proper shield a Cap versus Iron Man in Iron Man armor it's it's not oh, much of... that shield could shred through it you reckon I well, his shield is is like supposed to be other than sort of adamantium, like the strongest metal. Mm. Um, is it vibranium? Yeah, yeah. Tash, are you Team Iron Man or Team Cap in general? Cap. Wow. Did you just <laughs> want to break my heart? Like you know, like will you look into? I feel like Sinatra. I'm going to record a triple album, depressed, because Tash has just shattered my heart into little bits. You know. As if you didn't know the answer to that yeah, question. I was hoping that you might just flip at the last minute because I've been... So I'm, I'm such an Iron Man fan, like, you know, that it's just, you know, I just... There was this amusing moment one time in our relationship where I, where, where I was like to Michelle, I was like, I was like, there's no way you could guess one of my favourite comic book characters. You wouldn't even go close. And she goes, Iron Man, the first comic you bought. And I was just like, Jesus. Like, you will... <laughs> You were listening when I told you that, like, nine years ago? Like, I couldn't remember a thing you told me. That's called true love. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's like, what was the name of my first puppy? And I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's it. Puppy? That's a good question. <laughs> can we can we re- 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 replay the tapes? Um, is that the end of weekly? Oh, no, the, the last one was Thundercats uh, 1. Did you get a chance to read Thundercats, Tash? I know you were sort of... Rock, I had, um, I kind of fell asleep, which is not oh. Thundercat's fault necessarily. Oh. Yeah, but it kind of is as well, you know. It kind of is because <laughs> I was bored, but also. I'm going to make a I'm comment. Very sleepy at yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. And, and I'm going to make a comment. I think Thundercats is a great looking franchise, and I think it's got a great setup. And, and for some reason, I always find myself feeling a little bit hollow and I never quite I know it's got all these fans I know it's great but I just never get out of, I never get out of second gear with Thundercats and here I think as an entree to Thundercats and if you're a hardcore Thundercats fan I think this hits the right number of bases just for me I'm sort of like yeah it's Thundercats again doing their Thundercats thing and yeah and I'm like okay it is what it is uh, it's a seven more for, I think it's for the fans. But Rich, you are a Thundercats fan, so you tell us what do you think? I mean, yeah, it was fine. I mean, the problem is, is I don't feel like this should have been an issue one. I feel like this should have been like a free comic book day or a, a zero issue, mm. um, because it's literally just like a setup of the story. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it does end on a good uh, cliffhanger for continuation. Where obviously the 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 mutant ships have have crashed and the um, the the mutant slither guy has uh, literally just broken the the sword of omens, which I've never seen. So, that was the one shocking moment for me. Yeah, exactly. So at least it does end with like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting that. But unfortunately, the the first like eighty percent of it is just feels like it's a. Uh, a recap for people that like maybe come into a, st- a series late. Do you know what I mean? Like, or it's or like if you really haven't s- seen it since the eighties, yeah, two- it's a very yeah. bullet point thing, which I don't, I don't think is a good. Mm. I don't think it's a good thing to do for a first issue. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got two unless, options. Unless you only do it over two pages, two or three pages, and then we get into it. But that went on for like uh, maybe a little bit too long of like a setup. I just realized. And I don't. A tiger. A, a, a tiger. I, I, the weird facial hair he's got now is. A, it's going to take me a bit of getting used to because he's got that like um, mutton chop into a mustache. Yeah. Um, handlebar thing, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's What's like really the name weird. of the chick? The the woman. Um, one like uh, it's Chitara. Chitara, that's right. I, I always liked her. Surprise, surprise. And um, where was Snuff? Nowhere. Uh, yeah, no, he wasn't actually in this. Yeah, one of the most annoying characters in all of cartoons. So maybe well, good to be you. fair, he, yeah, he's annoying <laughs> in cartoons. Far less annoying in comic book form because. He doesn't have the voice. You're only reading his dialogue. You're not hearing his dialogue. Yeah. Let me tell you, Tash, I don't know if you ever watched Thundercats cartoons from the 80s or the 2000s reboot, but the Snarf character was the most irritating of all time. He had the worst. He was, actually, he was actually worse than Orko from oh, uh, yeah, He-Man. Yeah. He made Orko seem restrained, you know? Um, yeah. It was, it was. Now, I'm giving it a seven, and I'm, I'm being generous, but what are you giving a Rich? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll give it a seven just because the way it ended actually piqued my interest. All right. Now, we come to our trade of the week, Iron Man, Demon in the Armor. Tash, you and I were both pretty pumped up about this and about the chances with Emma Frost, remember, and Jerry Duggan writing it. Um, pretty excited. Um, I thought this was a very well-told six issues it left me wanting a lot more i yeah. like as in in a real way like i've i've got all the issues uh, that he's done after that i haven't read them yet but jerry duggan for me lands it on the airplane carrier like nine times out of ten i think he does it again here it, like if anything you finish it and i'm like man i just want more like it just it's story's just warming up what did you think tash of this whole storyline um, I was just because I've not read Decent Iron Man for quite a long time, but I love Jerry Duggan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of like trepidatious, but I it made Iron Man interesting to me for the first time in a long time. Sure. I really, really liked it. I like that he's being self reflective. It's very character driven mm. as opposed to just, you know, action every Hijinks. two minutes. I mean, it yeah. still has action, but like. Mm. Um, yeah, it definitely made me want to keep reading, which I was really surprised by. Yeah, I, I mean, I was pumped, and I and I thought that they were get, gonna, going to get married in these issues, and then you said to me they're not married, and I was like, man, bummer. But it yeah, actually I mean, builds in. To see how that comes about. Me too. Me too. Um, I'm going to keep going. Uh, look, I thought it was. It's how to tell a story simply but effectively but have character and you you are following tony stark he's very a flawed character but in the way that he's not a perfect person not that he's like incredibly terrible you know um i i think it's really interesting i think jerry duggan gets the character which i think is half the trick to iron man you know you've got to get tony stark um i like the you know constant allusions to aa as well like for the first time, it felt like someone was invested in, mm-hmm. like you said, the character as opposed to the property. Yeah, 
No, I, I, I dug it. I, I thought it was the best Iron Man I've read since Matt Fraction's Invincible Iron Man run. Easily. Yes, you know? same. 100%. Easily. And, yeah. and, in fact, it made me nostalgic for that, which I really still think was one of my, fa- one of my favourite Matt Fraction things along with Hawkeye. Now, Rich. Oh, me too. We all know Richard mm-hmm. with Iron Man. He's going to constantly hammer us about how Iron Man's boring. Now, Rich, where were you on this, man? I want to get your unfiltered take. Yeah, he is boring, but this was fun. <laughs> you couldn't resist a little slam, could you, man? I was trying to, you know, devoid it. Well, but, that's know. not that he's boring to me. I just find him uninteresting as a character. Mm. Um, he's a man of the future. I, I, like, what's uninteresting? I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I probably hated it with uh, the Riri at the start, but uh, once she dropped out of the picture and it mainly focused just on him, yeah, I was fine. I was enjoying it. Um I uh, thought it was pretty good. Gave me a bit of sort of Batman-ish vibes, you know, like when Batman, like, loses his fortune or um, loses his company or something like that. So sure. I was like, okay, this is like the Iron Man version of, you know, when shit happens to Batman. Um, I don't know. Um, it's fine. I just don't like him as a character. I, I mm. just... He's not the sort of character that I'm drawn to. But uh, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I... Uh, as I said, I really enjoyed it once once Riri like disappeared. Once once she stopped talking and didn't come back, I started enjoying the comic a lot. I'm going to say something which will surprise listeners because I've certainly devoted uh, portions of time to slamming Riri Williams. I didn't find her that bad in this. I mean, she's on only in it for five seconds. Like, I a- like I my first time encountering her. I didn't think she was bad at all. Yeah, it's it's almost um, my first time. Reading it's a, for me, it's a typical thing of the new Marvel characters that all they do is tell the old Marvel characters how shit they are and how they're much better and know better and like shut yeah, up, old man. I, I like, know what I know yeah. what you mean. I I know what you mean, and and I I get that. Like but... he has massive years of experience with the the rings, you know, and battling the Mandarin, and she's like, shut up, fucking old man. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, these things are easy peasy. Like, I'm the master of them. It's like, wow, okay, cool, no worries. But, but, but is, some of, is some of that, this is just my opinion, like, is some of that just the arrogance of youth? You know, that's that's yeah, the character. So, so, okay, so then every single youth is arrogant in Marvel and is written exactly the same way. Well, I, um, like, there's, yeah. no, there's no variety. Youth. No, but every single youth is, to some degree, arrogant. Like, that is the kind of thing that's... If you ask any parent... Mm. That's what they're going to say. They will say to their kids, I've got years of experience, like, mm. blah, blah, blah. And the kid will be like, no, I know better. Like, ask any Oh, parent. yeah, sure, when they're 10 years old, not when they're no. Riri's age. No, when they're, re- like, I still have this argument with my mum and I'm 34. Like, it doesn't go away. I have no idea how old Riri Williams. went away with me. How, how old is Riri Williams anyway? I mean, she's, what, about 14? No, and this she's in college, bro. Okay. Well, okay, maybe she's a genius that so just kept her. I, I don't maybe know. she's like sixteen. Okay. Well, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't look. Put it this way, it's a minor part of the book. But no, I went in when I saw Riri Williams was in it. I must admit, my eyes were rolling. I thought she was okay in this. Like, and I also what I will say as well, she was used sparingly, and I think Jerry Duggan is well aware. Iron Man readers in general, have rejected that character. When they've tried to launch Iron Man starring her, it bombed, you know? Whereas he's focusing the story on Tony Stark, which I love. I, just like with Batman, I don't mind the Iron Man family, for want of a better word, being a little bit. 
I thought it was a really interesting. I mean, the fact he went to AA Tash and then got poisoned there—that was kind of interesting as well. You know? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, really good. And I want to shout out the artwork. I wasn't familiar with the villain from Mars, but as a wacky no, Marvel. No, neither was I. Okay, so one, I agree with you guys. That was interesting. The problem is it didn't lead to anything. Hmm. Yet. <laughs> good point, Tash. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. a fair bit of time happens in this book, and no, I think know, I think repercussions seem to have happened to him for I think getting a drunk. From now on, whenever Rich makes a point, I'm going to say nothing's happened yet. It's <laughs> going to be my answer for you, Rich, to defend everything. Now it's perfect. Fair enough. Tash has come up with it. Yeah, whenever you try to accuse me of something, I'll say nothing yet, and I'm going to leave it like dangling like that and get out of jail free card. Um, all oh, well, we can do that, and there's no point in reviewing anything because nothing's happened yet. I'm just kidding, Richard. Um, now, okay, look, I I want to give listeners, in all seriousness, I, this is fucking serious now. Okay, everybody, this is fucking a really strong book. This is this is an eight point five out of ten. I, I listen. This is as good as Sydney Sweeney's tits. Seriously. Like, okay. We are we all on board, Tash. Um, that's not what I would use to no. measure it. But yeah, yeah, I I was gonna go like eight. I was gonna go nine. Okay. I like it. Yeah. No, I'm going nine. I'm going yeah. nine. Yeah. If I was basing it on what I just said, I'd probably go a nine point five. We'll stick with an eight point five. Um, Richard, we're almost scared to get your score. Where are you? Seven point five. Well, lock that in, Tash, because that is as big as you'll ever get from Richard on an Iron Man comic. That's Richard. Say that. Yeah, I'm impressed, Richard. I try and be fair, Dave. I don't just because I don't like the character doesn't mean I'm going to mark it down. That's why you're a better man it than me. Still, it was yeah. still a fairly entertaining read. Yeah. That's why you're a better man um, than me. And I like some stuff in it and some stuff I didn't. Yeah, That's okay. Uh, I'm just thrilled you got a 7.5 out of there. As, as we approach the 17th hour of the show, I'm, I'm impressed. Now, Well, again, I, I was worried. As I said, when I started reading and I saw that reread at the start, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. And then yeah. I said, as soon as she disappeared, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And then the story, I was like, okay, it's pretty, actually pretty interesting. So you get, you I, get I feel, I feel like some threads were put there that just didn't well, lead to anywhere where I think they should have at that point. I mean, if you're introducing him, like everyone recording him being flat out drunk, uh, and then I'm reading another hundred pages and that hasn't really come up or packed it into a story, I just feel like. Then why, like, why well, it, do you save it, it for where it, it... it factored into the negative stock price, didn't it, Tash? Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, that was just, it was just like a low moment for Tony Stark. I'm like, you know what, none of his friends called up, <laughs> Cap didn't come, none of his Avengers were like, dude, are you mate, off the fucking wagon? What's maybe, happened? Maybe him and Cap are having another little lover's tiff again, you know? I thought that was kind of the point of Rhodey. Yes, Rhodey. Yeah, Rhodey did. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. I mean, again, but again, even when he goes, oh, some drug me, everyone's like, oh, okay, cool, got it. I'm like, no one said, like, are you sure? Like, like you're an alcoholic. Like, you, you are an alcoholic. I mean, can I know. can I say this, though? One thing, fucking Rhodey's a fucking legend. Like, everyone would kill to have a friend like Rhodey. Rhodey is such a ride-or-die guy. You know, oh, he's yeah. I, I do. I, sorry, I do actually have a question. Yeah, go. 
thought he was dead. <laughs> no. He's been sleeping with Captain Marvel for like the last three years. I swear but to God. He, no, but I he died were... in the Civil War 2. Well, I swear That's to God. That's what set Iron Man off, remember? They went to go face Thanos. She-Hulk got the crap out of her and Rhodey died. Like, I, I, unless back, I'm remembering man. that wrong. He's back, dude. It's comic books. Yeah, and, but how? And by the way, Tash, I thought you were going to say he's been sleeping with Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to be like, twist. It's now, 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 he, now he truly is a man in the middle. Like, he's, he's left Tony Stark to the arms of Captain America. So what has, has Rhodey been knocking boots with Captain Marvel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, Good for him. most of the last, for all of Kelly Thompson's run. <laughs> most of the last decade, he's been fucking Captain Marvel. Well, good for him. No, they, oh, wow. they broke up briefly and she slept oh. with Doctor Strange. It was so good. Really? And then now she's back with Rhodey. Right, but took he doesn't back. know about Doctor Strange, so I'm assuming that's going to come back. Can I, I'm going to ask her, does he do it in the armour? Is he wearing the armour? Not as far as I'm aware. What that I mean, would be difficult, I would No, imagine. no, but even just put the helmet on, you know? Well, depending on how Carol's powers work, he may have to. I, my, my mind's boggling. We give Marvel a lot of shit, but the stuff Tash just told me, I'm super invested. Like, because I'm a big War Machine fan. I would I would make her call me War Machine all the time. I, if she said radio, but like, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm War Machine. Like, can you imagine? You're at the dinner table, just have the helmet on. You know, like sort of almost like Mandalorian style. In fact, you could almost blame it on the Mandalorian, like say this is the way. That's just what I would do. I mean, call me crazy. You call me crazy. Call me, call me crazy. But but why not? It's superheroes. It's fun and games, Tash, isn't it? You know, at that level. Yeah, I mean, I, I like mm. them as a couple. Mm. I do too. I liked the Doctor Strange foray better though. Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with her, you know, changing a dancing partner once in a while. Why not? And then no. she comes back to Because they're both ar- supremely arrogant as each other. It was so good. Really? It was so... Ro- yeah. Oh, you mean Doctor Strange and her, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Rhodey's not arrogant. Rhodey's... I think no, Rhodey's a real dude. Like, he's cool. Like, I like yeah, that he's, he's got Tony's back 100% as well. Like, he really does, like... I'm glad they don't fuck with that. Like, I like that vibe they've got. It's just like, you know... Something you could aspire to, Richard. Actually, you know, you know, seriously. Like, if you want to become no, my no, bo- sorry, I tuned out. If you want to become my bodyguard and stuff, like, you know, I'd be open to it. Like, seriously. oh, sure, no problem. I don't have to be good at it, right? <laughs> well, <I don't> know. <laughs> uh, look, we'll we'll leave it there. But um, look, have we all given our scores? We have. Now, I mm-hmm. want to thank everybody. I want to thank Tash for coming on. Tash, a pleasure as always. Um, Thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem. Listeners love you. I love you. Maybe Rich does. I don't know. Now, um, I like you. I like you. There you go. That's a lot from Rich. I'm not sure he Thank likes me you. all the Appreciate time as well. It. Yeah. Um, now, Tash is always welcome. You're always welcome back, Tash. Whenever, whenever you want to come, um, feel free. Now. I want to do a shout-out. Richard, as well, of course, thank you to you. You've been very well-behaved this episode. I think you've made a lot of decent points. Um, you've made some shockers, as usual. Um, much along the lines of when Richard didn't put Elvis in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
Um, he made some comments. I love that that's in your craw and it's, it's going to be there forever. It's, yeah, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm going to write it on. You actually have you have no idea how happy that makes me. On my gravestone, I'll, I'll put, and I'll just like to mention, Richard did not put Elvis in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's <laughs> my final comment to the world. Now, I also just want to point out, I don't own a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I do. Now, um, okay, so... Look, join the Patreon, support the show. Um, I've got a crippling cocaine addict, you know, addiction going on. Um, I'm hitting the booze nightly. I got a Marcus at the casino running me dry. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to conquer the world. I need funds, you know. If you can imagine a starving, begging human on the streets with his cup out, um, who also owns a lot of comic books and figures. Um, that's me. Um, yeah, please support the show. It all goes towards show running costs. It's what keeps this beautiful operation, you know, going. It keeps Rich paid, you know, pays the bills. Um, yeah, signal patreon.com slash signal doom. Um, we're proud members of the collective. You've got Last Sons of Krypton with Connor. You've got Into the Night with Ray. You've got Capes Lunatics with Phil and Lilith and Ray and I turn up. You've got Ghost Spider Groupies, my favourites. You've got Inner Demons with Brian Beggie. You've got a lot of stuff on the collective. Um, We're circling the planet. I keep saying, Tash, it's probably time to destroy the planet with the Death Star that we've got up there. Um, Would you give the approval to that? No. It's going around the board for a vote and I'm struggling to get numbers, you know? It's really, like, these people want to keep the planet going, and I just want to end it. You know, I've just had enough. Um, yeah. Look, Rich, any comments you'd like to make? Any advertisements? Um, obviously, if people need to perform hits, and are you available? Like, what's the story? They do. They'll know what to do. They know what to do. There's a secret code they punch in. Um, Tash, it's been a thrill as always. Is there anything you'd like to mention? Any final thoughts? Any final comments? Um, Sydney Sweeney, mm. uh, any, anything you'd like to say? Mm, just that I'll see you at the movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're seeing Madam Webb. Yes. Yes. And all it's got to do is beat Morbius because people are writing this movie off. Morbius open low. I think it's quite beatable, actually. Morbius. Again, I will we'll have to see, but last time we looked into it, apparently it was uh, tracking worse than Morbius. Well, wowee. Well, right, we'll, we'll have to update that because that is about two, two and a bit weeks older now. Right. three weeks. Okay. And the movie, I think, opens next week. Am I right? I think it's next yeah, week. Yeah, next week. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. <laughs>